It's Boomer and Geo on the Fan and the CBS Sports Network. Studio Boomer Esiason, Greg Giannotti, it's Boomer and Geo on the fans, simulcast across the country on CBS Sports Network, and wherever you are on the free Odyssey app, good, what is today, Wednesday, Wednesday morning, that's right, as we chug through this first week without football, but there's still always football, it's quarterbacks, 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 I work with a quarterback, all I do is talk about quarterbacks, because the Jets need a quarterback and there was news yesterday Derek Carr officially released teams now that are interested can go out there and sign him he's got a jump start on free agency and Aaron Rodgers went on Pat McAfee for a final time before his darkest retreat not for a final time ever but before he goes away and this is the thing I was talking about a couple of weeks ago it makes this thing even harder for the Jets so you got Derek Carr out there you got other interested teams the Saints, the Panthers, and others. The Jets are one of those interested teams, but they'd rather have Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr. Derek Carr's available this morning. Aaron Rodgers is in a black box. What do you do? What do you do? Good morning, Boomer. How are you? Hi, good morning, G. I'm doing great. And, and by the way, I don't know if you saw this, but do you know uh, the odds on the Derek Carr signing and, and uh, who is the number one team? In terms of the odds to sign Derek I saw Carr. Carolina yesterday. Yes. Yeah, Carolina That's with right. a heavy favorite. It was Carolina like plus 125. I think the Saints plus 175. And right. then I think the Jets were like plus 225. What, what did I tell you a month ago? They, yeah, I said follow the breadcrumbs. I even said that a couple days ago uh, when you were out for the Super Bowl's greatest commercials. I said, Boomer's been dropping the car to the Panthers breadcrumbs. They've been dropping them, so pick them up. Yeah, I, I, you know, listen, and you got David Tepper down there, so he's got a lot of money. Um, you know, they, they, I could see them, I could see them, and I, and I don't know anything. I have no inside information. My man Frank has ghosted me now for about ten days. Really? So I have Has no that ever before? Uh, not really, no. Hmm. But I've never really, I, I really don't have any inside information. I'm just saying to myself, and I, and I remember telling you this when the Jets were, you know, uh, and we were talking about possibly Frank coming here as the offensive coordinator. Yeah. And I was like, man, my hopes and dreams are not that he comes here to be the offensive coordinator. My hopes and dreams are that he becomes the head coach of Carolina and they go out and sign Derek Carr. Perfect situation that, for that, him. That was my hopes and dreams before all of this stuff got to where we are today. And then, you know, with this whole uh, this dark room thing with Aaron Rodgers, I, I mean, I, I you know, who, who knows? I mean... It would be the best situation for the Jets because I think it's a short-term solution that maybe, you know, he would have an impact on Zach Wilson. And that would be ultimately even better for the Jets that if if somehow they were able to land uh, Aaron Rodgers and he was able to play here, which I still do not see happening. Yeah, same. Although if it were, I mean, it would be great for them because if he could give them a year or two and help. And, you know, he's not coming here to help, um, you know, Zach Wilson. And he'll tell you that. You know, I'm, I'm coming here to play football. And that's first and foremost, I have to take care of myself. And then whatever the, uh, you know, the side angle is for Zach Wilson, and maybe he learns how to be a pro. Well, that, that would be another benefit for the Jets. But, you know, the Jets could be left here at the altar. And, 
they may end up, end up having to go with a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo. And I know, listen, there's only so many guys out I know, there. That's I know. the point. I know. And this, is, this has been the problem because when you fail in the draft with the number two overall pick, this is what you are left with. You're either left with the big home run unlikely situation or you're left with the scrap heap and a bunch of guys that aren't all that good and probably won't bring you to an AFC championship game, especially in this conference the way it is right now, or a Super Bowl. So, I mean, do the Jets now, with Aaron Rodgers making his decision, going away for at least four days and Derek Carr being out there, I mean, do they make a legitimate offer and say, screw it, like, I'm going to go and get Derek Carr because we can't wait on Aaron Rodgers and we know we're going to be better with Derek Carr? I don't I don't see them doing that. I also have to believe that Joe Douglas knows, in turn, you know, knows within league circles what everybody thinks is going to happen with Aaron Rodgers. And as Aaron Rodgers said yesterday, while, you know, Ian Rappaport and Adam Schefter are really good at their jobs, they're not in my inner circle. And they, nobody in my inner circle is talking to them. So they have no idea, you know, what I'm going to do. I mean, you know, my sense would be, you know, he comes out of the. I mean, there's three things that could happen when, when you think about Aaron Rodgers coming out of this dark room, this yeah. dark retreat, whatever the hell you want to call it. One is is that, hey, I'm coming back to Green Bay for another year. Mm-hmm. And now does Green Bay want him back? Yeah. You know, that, that, that's another story. You we know? don't know. Uh, and I think that most people within the league circles, whether it be Adam Schefter or Ian Rappaport or any coach or general manager worth their salt, knows exactly how Green Bay feels. They may not know how Aaron Rodgers feels, but they know how Green Bay feels. And the trending feeling in that regard is that Green Bay's done with Aaron Rodgers. You know, that they're just waiting to go through this process with him, and then he'll come out of there, and then he'll tell them what he thinks he wants to do. And I I personally think that he is going to end up with the Raiders and with Devontae Adams. I kind of feel like that's where that is trending to. And you, you and I both felt three, four, five weeks ago... That we just could not see Aaron Rodgers coming to Florham Park, New Jersey. Yeah, I mean, and that's no knock on the Jets or the area or any. It's, it's Aaron. It's, it's him and his personality and matching with a certain place. Now, he's a West Coast guy. He's a, he's an interesting guy. He obviously loves security blankets around him because he's had big problems with the Packers brass when they've gotten rid of guys early like Jordy Nelson, like Randall Cobb. He's talked about keeping Alan Lazard around. You know, Devontae Adams had to go because of his contract. So, you know, him coming to the East Coast and then playing with a bunch of guys that he's never played with, as opposed to staying close out to the West Coast on a team, you know, a a legendary team in their own right in Las Vegas, where they're hosting the Super Bowl this year. And he's got the best receiver he's ever played with on that team right now in his prime. Sounds pretty damn good. Yes, It it sounds better than than coming over to New Jersey. So it's. And this is the problem too with Derek Carr. If, you, if you're if you're now thinking that Aaron Rodgers is either going to stay in Green Bay or go to Vegas, and the Jets aren't an option, like Derek Carr now because he's the second option and he's the second best option, he is now getting overrated by everybody. Or or he's getting picked apart by everybody. You know that's the other thing. I don't know, man. If he is so good, why are the Raiders letting him go? Well, like, why are they let him walk? Because they they think that they can do better, and they're in a division where they've got great quarterbacks in it, and they don't think that he's the guy that's going to get him over the hump, and he was making too much money. All right, let's say, I mean, if it, and so that's why you got to believe it's Aaron Rodgers there, because what's the alternative for them? Yeah, <sighs> you would, but I don't think that Aaron knows that, so they're taking a huge gamble as well. 
I mean, this is not like a, a lock that they're going to get Aaron Rodgers. I mean, they need to. I mean, they could have. Well, actually, they couldn't have because it was $40 million guaranteed that they were going to have to give him. I was going to say they could have kept Derek Carr in the roster, see if Aaron Rodgers came, and then traded him. But no, they would have had to guarantee him money, and their cap situation would have been worse. Right. So, I mean, like, it's a really, it's a really unique situation. It, it, it's just, it's amazing, like, all the things now that are coming out about Derek Carr. So, you know, we all like Derek, and I, I, respect, I respect him. There's no question about that. But you now hear, well, you know, cold weather, late in games, he disappears and things of that crap. I, I mean, yeah, okay. So there's a reason why the Raiders are not keeping him. If he was as good as everybody thinks he is, the Ra- believe me, the Raiders would keep him. So this is Josh McDaniels most likely making a decision. Unless, of course, it's a financial decision uh, due in large part to the contract and, and what the guaranteed money is. Yeah, maybe. But then again, think about, so they're going to have to be on the hook for something. I mean, when you cut a guy and he's under contract, you can't just move on from that, from the cap. It's I think not it's that. Like, I, they, they have a minimal cap hit. Okay. It's not it's not a crazy cap hit towards them. I, I want to say somewhere, I want to say somewhere like 5.6 million cap hit against right. there. So it's not, it's, the contract was written to, to force exactly what's happening. And that is for the Raiders to make a decision Prior to free agent starting, free agency starting, so Derek could have a month if he were going to be a free agent ahead of every other free agent to make a decision right now, which I think was probably going to happen within the next week, I would think. Now, one of those things we had talked about previously about Aaron Rodgers to the Raiders is do they have the money? Does Mark Davis have that money to be able to pay Aaron Rodgers this ridiculous guaranteed contract that he has? Just remember, every guaranteed contract has to be covered by money and escrow. Yeah, so does is he in possession of that? Because we have heard something like some of these things, like when Josh McDaniels was having this disaster year last year that they couldn't fire him, because they couldn't pay two coaches at once because of their financial situation. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you could probably go to the bank and you could probably borrow against your team. That's probably worth six billion dollars. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think there are ways around it, and you can you can make sure that you're covering everybody. It's just that you don't want to have that. You know, the, you don't want to have the Bengal Joe Burrow two hundred fifty million dollar guarantee. Whatever that sure. may, whatever that guarantee is going to be, or the Brown. You know, the Browns, the Pakulas have money. So, um, I mean, the Haslam's have money. So. You would think that you know the Browns have more than enough money to cover that two hundred and fifty million dollar guarantee. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, there's all sorts of financial ways around these things, and to make sure that they happen, okay. But so you don't think that's going to be a hurdle for the Raiders and Aaron Rodgers? No, I don't. Okay. I mean, especially if it's a year deal. What what the, the hurdle for the Raiders will be? You know, somehow you're going to have to have voidable years at the end of the contract to be able to minimize the initial cap hit this year. Now the Green Bay Packers also have cap con- issues, oh, sure, yeah. you know, in, in, involved in all of this. I mean, it's really complicated. I mean, it's it's maybe one of the more complicated situations that we've seen in a long, long time when it comes to what what Aaron's doing right now. Yeah, and we've seen big name quarterbacks move in recent years. Obviously, Tom Brady leaving the Patriots. We saw the Russell Wilson thing last year. So, I mean, this has happened. And it's happened with big-name quarterbacks. But this one, right after he signed that massive extension, and Aaron Rodgers being as complicated as he is off the field, and his complicated playing situation with the contract makes this the most interesting one, I think, ever. Especially when you know he's got a couple of really, really good years left. And listening to the Pat McAfee interview with Aaron Rodgers yesterday, this, this darkness thing is even weirder than I thought. And apparently, he's going to film all of this. 
So he's going to be oh, in this why room. Why, why, why not? I mean, that's, what do you mean? Well, I'll tell you why we're not. We're filming everything these days. Yeah, but all right. So this is Aaron Rodgers. This is a big star. He, he wants to film this, and there's a toilet in the middle of the room because it's a dark room, so you don't want to be, like, stumbling around to a bathroom. So there's a toilet in the middle of the room, and he said that he's going to take enemas and stuff and cleanse himself once he gets in there. So you're telling me there's going to be a camera on him just pooping his guts out in this toilet in the middle of this dark room that's going to be available for people to see because every video gets out. Every yeah. video gets out. Kind of reminds me of last Wednesday night in my hotel room. <laughs> you know, I, I was in the, in the bathroom and I was cleansing myself at both ends at the same time. Right. But not intentionally like, like he does. No, not intentionally. No, this was... Uh, oof. Yeah. I know, and I will say it's a hell of a way to start a diet. Sure, yeah, yeah of course, yeah. That's, yeah. As you say, I'm a stomach virus away from my goal and weight. Thank God that that shower was like right in front of me. Yeah, you're able if to. That shower was not in front of me. Like if the toilet was in another room, mm. that that could have been. Then the question is, you know, you have you have a you have a decision, and I would always say the smartest decision is to stay on the toilet. Okay, you don't have to yeah. stay on the toilet. Just hang out there for a while. I mean, you can clean up the throw up, but you gotta you gotta stay on the toilet. You Fair. can't get up off the toilet to turn around and 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 you know you just can't. Yeah, that's fair. I understand I what you're saying. Does everybody agree with that? Yeah, I would agree. You I don't agree think with that, Al. I don't think there's another take. I on do. This. Eddie, yeah. you agree with that? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think that you got to keep what's supposed to be in the toilet in the toilet. If something else is happening, then you know if you can yeah. get to the shower or the bathtub, then then you, you do that. Sure. But you got to stay on the toilet. You have to. And maybe that's what Aaron Rodgers will do this entire time when he's in this dark room. Is stay in that toilet in the middle of the room you and think decide. Like, do you think it's like he's getting ready for a colonoscopy? No. I mean, this is I mean, what that, he does. How, but yeah, but that's how you basically cleanse yourself. Like, getting ready for a year. Have you ever had a colonoscopy? Not yet. I'm going to just turn 40, so I'm, I know I'm right in the... Uh, oh, my God. I'm right in the wheelhouse for that. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to make sure that I get one of those. Yeah, I think I've had four colonoscopies. Yeah, okay, very good. I mean, it's not bad, but you know. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. When, when, when you're done with it, you want a bacon, egg, and cheese. Like, oh, that right I'm, now. I'm sure, because you, you, you have to so fast and everything. You're hungry, man. Right. Man. Yeah, I mean. And it's not as bad as it used to be. I mean, it used to be really bad when I, like, 20 years ago when I first started. Did they knock you out back then? Or? Yeah, 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 it's twilight kind of thing. You don't even know what's going on. Okay. I mean, they could do anything to you. They could violate you. They could, you know, just make sure you're all trimmed up and, you you know, you're you're somewhat reasonable down there. All trimmed up? Yeah, yeah, you don't want to be going in there with, like, dingleberry bushes and everything. Well, of course, I mean, why would you? I mean, you, wouldn't want, you don't want to do that to the doctor and the <laughs> nurse and everybody else. <laughs> Boomer size and the man who was offended by Rihanna sniffing her fingers after grabbing her crotch. Yeah, but this is a different Open thing. show with dingleberry bushes. Yeah, but this is a different thing. I mean, this is like <laughs> what we all go through. You have to go through it. No, I understand. I mean, yeah, I guess there are doctors who have to deal with that that probably have some unsanitary people that come in there that's very, very difficult for them. So I'm saying, like, that's not something that I would want to do if I were a doctor. Well, I would of course not want to be like a. What An ass it? doctor. You yeah. don't want that. Any part of that. Yeah, yeah, you don't want any part of that. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, oh. so yeah, Aaron Rodgers cleanses what he does. He did that Pancha Karma thing where he pukes and he throws up. So he's going to go into this darkness thing, toilet in the middle of the room. He's going to cleanse himself out. He's going to stay in there for four days. And you think that something in that darkness room is going to tell him, go to the 
Jets. Well, he did say yesterday that he's Go not... To the Jets. This is not going to help him with his decision. He wants to just think about his life. This has nothing to do with his life. life. He does have a great life. He seemed really happy yesterday during that interview, which made me think retirement for him. Because it's off-season, he's happy, he's doing stuff. That's the other thing. So he could go back to Green Bay, he could retire, or he could end up going to play one more year somewhere else. Probably two. If he comes back for one, he'd come back for two, wouldn't he? Too bad he can't get to San Francisco. Because that would be like going home for him and... That would be playing with a great team. How if you said, like, I'll go to San Francisco, they pay me twenty million. Let's 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 see what happens. Yeah, those what the you know, the Packers are not doing that. No way in hell. They have a say in this too. So it's gonna be an AFC team, and we think if he does play, it's probably gonna be the Raiders. It's all lining up. So then you got Carr to the Panthers, you got Rodgers to the Raiders, and you got what to the Jets? Dingleberry bushes. Dingleberry bushes, that's right. Now starting at quarterback, number 10, Dingleberry Bushes. Dingleberry Bushes. Pooper and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Pooper and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Jerry had Rutgers last night. Not a good result for them, but we know they're going to bounce back. This Rutgers team, very good, tough. Everybody has their nights, Jerry. Yes, that's right. I mean, what happened? They gave up a lot of points. Uh, they gave up a lot of threes. Yeah. That's... You know what, Jerry? You, this is a team that, like I always say, Maryland's got to beat Nebraska in baseball. Sure. You know, in, yeah. uh, in basketball because we're going to have a hell of a time with them in football. Yeah, I would think Steve Peichel will tell you the same thing. Yeah, I think so. By the way, yeah, I think the Giants got a little bit better yesterday. Things uh, broke a little bit uh, their way as Shane Steichen and... Uh, Gannon both left the Philadelphia Eagles as respective offensive and defensive coordinators. That's right, and the Giants don't lose either one of their guys. Wink Martindale got interviews, Mike Kafka got interviews, and neither one of them got hired, so they're sticking around. That's a good thing for them. All right, Jerry, it's good to see you back. What do you got over there? We are brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com and brought to you by Jackpocket. Play official state lottery games on your phone. Since you've been talking about Aaron Rodgers, here's some of the sound uh, from his interview with Pat McAvee yesterday, his appearance. Uh, number one, all these reporters that think they know some stuff, think again. They don't. No, I have no problem with Ian Rappaport, Schefter. I think they really get their jobs. When it comes to me, they don't know <laughs> They really don't. They don't have they don't have inner source they don't have people in my inner circle who are sources I can promise you that and anybody who would talk to them is not in my inner circle it's that simple yeah he called it fake news yeah. as a matter of fact I mean every one of these interviews I feel like he comes on and he disputes something and tries to clear the air yeah. about a report that's out there it's like it's his favorite pastime is to do that pretty much yeah. well and this retreat is a big topic too and he says oh yeah by the way that hasn't started yet listen I'm not in my darkness retreat yet what oh and yesterday what nope nope he would explain uh, nothing has changed actually with that this thing's been planned for about four months and it was always the same dates always the end of this week Oh, so anybody with knowledge to the opposite of that, it's fake news. Yeah. So Pat McAfee followed up with, you kind of told us Tuesday was the day last time you were on. And that's why we said that. And they tried to clear the air, whatever. But Aaron Rodgers had given them the impression that he was going in the Tuesday after the Super Bowl. Right. And he didn't. He didn't really say it. He was kind of intimating that it could be. Right after the Super Bowl. Okay. And then they ran with that. So yes. then he apologized to him for running with mm-hmm. that. I mean, 
Yeah. Whatever. But he's he's going in this thing this week, end of this week. You know, I think I think a, a a bonding experience for us guys. Um, I'd like to propose that we spend a a week in, in, in uh, Aruba, you know, in, in a dark room oh, together. Together, I'll yes, pass. one full week. That's a hard pass. Yeah, I don't think that even Aaron Rodgers is doing a full week by himself. How many days is he doing? Four, I believe. All right, so four days, dark room. No. What do you guys think, Al? I'm out for that as well. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Yeah, I'd love to, but I can't. Yeah. I think the whole point is that you're by yourself, though, not yeah. with others. <laughs> yeah, but I, I say we go in four days, don't say a word to each other, sit in the darkness. <laughs> It'd be like our rides to work. I was going to say in the day. It was like sounds like marriage. <laughs> <laughs> Here's another one from Rogers. Obviously, people have opinions on this. He says, "You know what? They kind of suck." To just out now judge it like you have any understanding of it. Not exactly the way for us to gr- come together as a, as a society and, and connect uh, connect better as as people who come from all different walks of life and backgrounds and parts of the country and parts of the world. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good for you. Know, he can do whatever he wants. To yes, do. I don't care. Course. I just want him playing football, and I want to know where he's playing. Yeah, and that's what this delays that process. It it's does. frustrating for the teams that are in on Aaron Rodgers, as especially the Jets, who also have interest in Derek Carr. So that's the thing that's annoying to people. And by the way, this is the only player that I've ever heard of going into a darkness retreat. Yeah, I mean, he's the only player ever heard of that was tripping on ayahuasca. He's the only player ever heard of who did the Panchakarma cleanse, which means he was puking for like six days Violently. straight. Yeah, violently. I mean, so he's, he's, a, he's the first guy to do all of this stuff. Yeah, exactly. So it's so kind of weird to all of us. Right. I mean, it's not like Jim Plunkett was on ayahuasca in no. Peru. Like, no, the stuff didn't I mean, happen. I, I was down in Acapulco slamming, uh, you know, pineapple drinks and Mai Tais. Yeah, yeah, of course. You said something before about you know, a good jump start to your new diet. Is that what you want to do? Yeah. 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 Sucking that stuff down once a year. Is that a bad thing to try to reset your body without the colonoscopy the next day? I think so for a cleanse. Yeah. I mean, I I mean, it's obviously unpleasant. Oh, it's very, I've done it a few times. It's very unpleasant, but I would have, I would imagine that. I mean, that's what Aaron Rodgers does every year. He said he was doing the cleanse or he's getting his body going right during the dark. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And you don't go get a bacon, egg and cheese after he does with mayo. Oh, after a colonoscopy, 100%, man. I I meant it in in a healthy way. That is healthy. No, it's not. Yes, Bacon, it is healthy. cheese with mayonnaise after doing oh, that is not healthy. so healthy, man. You know why? Because it just satisfies you. That's the thing. That's oh. part of your health as well, being satisfied. You imagine, Al, if you ate that after the way you've been eating for the last couple of years, how your body would reject that. <laughs> Come on. After my first colonoscopy, I had, though, I, uh, I went and got a big thing of a General Tso's chicken. You did. Oh, well, there you go. That's what I'm saying. Like, you're Delicious. so hungry. It's ridiculous. Well, yeah, you got nothing inside of you, but it's a good way to start. But I have to say, after this this last uh, thing that I had last week, I was not hungry for like three days. I had like PTSD of eating. It's, it's, I was just afraid I was going back down that road again. I wanted to make sure it was out of me. And you've never eaten since, have you? <laughs> uh, the Raiders indeed did release Derek Carr. I talked about that. The Cardinals hired Eagles defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon as their new head coach. Good this luck. This was after he was talking in Phoenix last week to Fox 29. This uh, might be your last one here because you might get the call. No, Philly, Philly, Philly's keeping me. We're good, bad, or indifferent. I'm staying here. <laughs> yeah, okay. no, actually, you're not. Uh, you're well, he's going to fit right in. Yeah, he's young, huh? I'll tell you what. Good luck with that team. Oh. How old is this guy? 
I will say like he's 30. I, I think he's 37, I think. That's 37, huh? Just Google it. We could. And uh, the Colts hired Steichen is 40. Offensive coordinator Shane Steichen is their new head coach. He says, well, this is going to be Gannon's 42. Oh, Gannon's 40. He's 40? Okay. Yeah. yeah. He'll look like a man. <laughs> I know. He looks young. Here was Steichen. Obviously, being in charge of the whole football team uh, is a big challenge, uh, one I'm excited about. Uh, looking forward to getting to know these players uh, and building this culture the right way, but uh, really looking forward to it. All right, well, good luck with that. Um, would you like to hear, so NFL Films has released some sounds. By the way, was it you that thought he looked like Billy Epler? No, it was Evan, I think. Oh, Evan put that out there? Yeah. It was pretty close, actually. Um, so NFL Films released some of the mic'd up audio from the Super Bowl, including when Patrick Mahomes got injured. Would you like to hear how that sounds? Yes. Like? So courtesy of NFL Films. Mahomes is hurt. He'll get up limping. He's in agony on the sideline right now. He pulled it. He said he pulled it. No, his I think leg. he rolled it. Oh, he, he rolled it. Oh, yes. rolled it. Okay. Rolled it. I thought oh, that was funny. So, Eric Benmy said he came out. He, you know, Patrick was bad. So, we all knew that he had this ankle injury, and we saw it in the AFC Championship game. We saw it in the Super Bowl. But I guess once it calmed down, he was able to go out. And, and thankfully, it was a longer halftime for them. Yeah, which was something they were talking about going in, that him sitting around might be a detriment. But I think no, it actually it ended up being a positive. the whole yeah. thing down, man. Yeah. Uh, a big topic, too, during Super Bowl Sunday night was the field conditions. We saw a lot of guys slipping there. At one point, we saw Roger Goodell in the box. We had uh, DeMar Hamlin was with him. I fear there was someone else there, too. Um, and that all makes sense. What didn't was how he must have been feeling, according to Chris Mad Dog Russo on Sirius XM. You think that's what he wants his storyline to be? He can't do anything about Rihanna, whatever her name is. <laughs> and Goodell sitting in his little box with, you know, what's his name? Tusk? Elon Musk. Musk. Elon Musk. And, uh, yeah. Sitting up there with the elephant Tusk. And Rorona is out there. And, you know, what, what do you expect? Jeez. A Super Bowl halftime show with Rice O'Roni and, and uh, Elephant Tusk up in the booth. Uh, what, do you, what do you expect from the guy? Jeez. God. That one's on purpose. Tusk? Yes. There's no way. No, no, There's no way that's on purpose. He doesn't know. You can't screw up Musk. He can. Come on. Come There's on. one man who can. It's him. I guess. I, I mean, they're, 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 listen, Rice O'Roni's out there putting another finger in her crotch and sniffing it. <laughs> <laughs> Have a little respect. Uh, there's children out there watching that. Here, down there, the Ricerone's grabbing her private parts and sniffing it. <laughs> like she dipped her finger in the, like a ranch dressing. <laughs> I mean, what are we doing here? Jeez. I mean, what did Tusk think about that? I'd like to hear his thoughts on that. <laughs> Tusk? You think Tusk will become an NFL owner? No. No, you don't, don't think, think so, huh? I don't, I don't think they'll let him in there. Nope. <laughs> Why not? Because he's... I kind of think he feel, I feel like he is aligned no, with most he, of the guys. He can't take on anything else, man. Yeah, he can. This guy never sleeps. I mean, you know, he can. he's multitasking his Tesla, ass off. SpaceX, Twitter. Now you want him to own an NFL team? Why not? Buddy. It's a lot. Never know. Never know. Sounds like Jerry Recco's life. <laughs> Recco Sports, Cornhole, Rutgers, baseball coaching, WFAN.
You know, we do a lot of things. Hey, Jerry, that's what you got to do, right? We, we do a few things. Yeah, I appreciate that. Diversify, Jerry. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Uh, Buck Showalter in Port St. Lucie is we're getting set for pitchers and catchers. So what do you expect of the season? What are reasonable expectations? No, I, I think everybody shares. I think that's what's great about the spring. Everybody's thinking best case scenario. Don't think that team that is in one of these plans so to speak, which is always a red flag for me when you see somebody says they're on a plane. This is the most exciting thing you'll see. <laughs> yeah, you know, oh, these two guys walking. Right, so so February 15th, your <laughs> first baseball manager comment of the season. The first yeah. of about 600. Yeah. It's yep. going to be endless. Yes, it is. So much so that, um, and again, I don't know if he's joking or not, but uh, Buck realizing he can use apps now these days. What's that place, the, uh, I don't want to mispronounce it, Chipotle? Because I think I said chip something that was wrong. I think half our team was in there last night. You can order on your phone. Do you know that? Yeah. The old, old guy technology. Now, you know what? Actually, uh, so I was watching Tulsa King yesterday on Paramount. On Paramount. Okay. Uh, yeah. Sylvester Stallone. He gets out of jail after being in jail for 25 years. Did you just start watching this? I did, yeah. Worth it? Yes. Right. 100% worth it. I, I I think Sly is great in it. All right, cool. Yeah. So he gets out of jail and then ends up getting banished by the family. Not banished, but sent to Tulsa to take over Tulsa. Mm. And? And Tulsa kid. <laughs> what does this have to do with I the, think what you're trying no, to say what? is how different the world is in those right, 17 Right, right. So when he got out of jail, oh, yes, okay. 25 years later, you know, he's looking at things like he's never seen before. Yeah, okay. So it's, it's very good, and I, th I think he's pretty good at it. Yeah. All right, Paramount Plus. Nice. Yes. And then what happened? <laughs> <laughs> you're going to have to watch it, Al. <laughs> NBA tonight. The Knicks are in Atlanta to play the Hawks. You got the Nets home for the Heat. Welcome to Brooklyn, Cam Johnson. His first impressions. What stands out to you about Brooklyn so far? Totally wrong. The traffic. Oh, I know the traffic. Yeah. And and how long it takes to just go one mile? Yeah. Oh my goodness! It was, we were three miles away from here, and it took like forty-five minutes. I was like, okay, I gotta get used to that. And, I got to get used to that. I guess you do. That's, uh, <laughs> that's where all the guys wanted to get out of here. Good luck. Maybe. Probably. Maybe. Uh, Bucks beat the Celtics in overtime, 131-125. Suns beat the Kings, 121-09. Seton Hall over Georgetown, 76-68. Uh, and it looked like St. John's was going to be losing to DePaul on the road until... Jones will inbound it. Off the pick. Let's see. Here comes the inbounds pass. Jones snaps the pass. Dylan Aday. Wusu for the three. From the left side, drains the three, and we are going to overtime here in Chicago. And they would win in double and overtime. <laughs> Make a huge deposit in the family fun bank. for the fun bank. Bingo! <laughs> John Minko on St. John's Radio. They would win in double overtime, 92 to 83. Needed that shot, obviously, to get to the first overtime. Nebraska did beat Rutgers, 82 to 72. I got something for you next hour. I'm going to play from Mississippi, Mississippi Valley State basketball from over the weekend. Okay. I will play that next hour. It's a little bizarre. But I want to give you one of the better Matt Lachlan's of late. Devils Blue Jackets last night. Period running out. 
but not the Devils. Time still for the Devils. Here's Palat. Now to McLeod. Moves in. Cuts to his right in deep centers. And they score! <laughs> <laughs> there you go, he yeah. scores with 1.4 showing on the clock. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they beat the Blue Jackets. I wonder if he was like raised Three, by two. a pack of wolves, Matt Lockley. <laughs> <laughs> That's just in his DNA now. Score! <laughs> I don't know, but he's more like himself now. The Devils 35-13-5 with the win. That was Graves with the game winner with less than two seconds to go on the clock. Senators beat the Islanders in a shootout 3-2, and you got the Rangers in Vancouver late start tonight. CBS Sports Network. I follow my guy, young Joker Kadarius Tony, on Instagram, and he posted something about his Giants tenure on one of his Instagram stories yesterday. And I wanted to read it to you. So he's got two laughing crying emojis, which you you like that one. You like to use the laughing crying emoji. Yeah, it's yeah, one of the, I can use an emoji every now and again. The and those boomer, two are like those. The boomer staples of the laughing yeah. crying emoji, and he says, "Goofy's steady." Thinking I played injured to leave New York. MF, come size my ring for me. Two lollipop emojis. So, so he's obviously reacting to people who are sending him some sort of social media message. Yeah, thinking that, hey, you got out of New York, you you faked your injuries and your hamstrings, that they would trade you to a place where you could thrive, and now you got a Super Bowl ring. I don't believe that was the case. His biggest problem here is that he wasn't following the protocol that the Giants laid out to That's get right. him healthy. Mm -hmm. And he was, um, I don't necessarily know that he did it on purpose, but I just think that for whatever reason, he was not taking care of himself here the way that he was supposed to be. Yeah, I mean, and they didn't think that he was trying hard enough to get back out on the field. Right, and, what, and when I say that, I don't mean, like, you know, his lifestyle off the field. What, I ta what I'm talking about is when you're an NFL player, you have a responsibility to your team that you have, if you are injured, you have to get treatment, you have to see the trainers, and you got to go through that entire process. That's the other part of it. You, you may be removed from the team because you're injured, but that doesn't mean you stop going to the facility or you show up late for your treatments or you miss your treatments altogether. You have to get your physical therapy treatments to get you better as quickly as possible to get you back on the field. And that's where lies the big problem for KD when he was here. Uh, uh, there KT, KT yep. when he was that's here. right. Goofy, steady thinking. Yeah, so I just uh, goofy, stop thinking about that. By the way, what do you think the lollipop emoji means? Go lick it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> MF, come size my ring for me. Go lick it. That's yeah. what you think he's trying to say with That's that? That's what I'm thinking. Unless, unless you know something different than I do. I mean, I guess, do you, do you lick or do you suck a lollipop? Either go suck it or go lick it. One or one or the other. I don't know. <laughs> uh, let's go to Jerry. It's a talking. Hello, Jerry. Yeah, hi guys. Good hey. morning. What's up? I'm I'm really curious about what um, uh, Boomer, who's so well respected in the NFL and all over the world, feels about what <laughs> Rihanna did, what grabbing a crotch and simulating having sex instead of the NFL and uh, and during the halftime uh, festivities, didn't uh, pro you know mention how about. Uh, uh, stopping nuclear proliferation and, and stopping climate control, uh, you know, having climate control. 
why did they use 10 minutes for that? And, you know, they had a they had an audience of a billion people. Uh, I, I think Boomer, as a, as a man that's well-respected mm. in the NFL. And in the world. Has influence. Yeah. Influence. You think I have influence? Yeah. I, I don't, you know, Jerry, I, I brought up the whole scratch and sniff thing on Monday morning. I, I thought it was classless, but, you know, in the world of music and, you know, mm. you, you saw what the Grammys looked like the other night. I mean, it's, it is what it is. I mean, this is the creativity world that they that they're living in now. I don't particularly care for it. I love our music. I love uh, everything about, you know, the spectacle of halftime and and the NFL and all that other stuff. But it's it was to me, it was just it was an unfortunate thing that she did. And I don't know why she did it, but maybe <laughs> that gives her street cred somewhere else. You know, they, if they took 10 minutes to spend on climate control at the halftime, they'd have to spend another 10 minutes on lumbar support, I think, right. which is another thing that they could talk. It's a climate change. I think maybe he was talking about. Yeah, I think maybe, you know, I think he was also thinking he would want me more of like we are the world type of thing. Oh, sure. Like, you know, it's all come together as as human beings and make the place a better place. That kind of thing. Oh. Al, I'm, I, I'm curious here. Could you pull up who sung We Are the World, right? Yes. The, the, all the people that were in We Are the World. I want to try to go tit for tat with you. Oh, I don't want to do that. Back and forth to see how many people we Michael can get. Jackson. Okay, all right. So there you go. So this is this was a long time ago. I yes. was a child. This was pure boomer wheelhouse. You have an advantage here. I don't have. I, I, you have an advantage. I'm telling you, you got an advantage. I don't. All right. Do you have a list up there? I do. All right. So Michael Jackson is one. All right. Stevie Wonder. Yep. All right. You're up. Aretha Franklin. Let me look. I do not see Aretha Franklin on the list. <laughs> Aretha Franklin. Why, would, why wouldn't she be in there? I don't know. I mean, I think that was, she was a little bit prior to that. All right. Was Madonna in there? No, Madonna. Elton John. No, Elton John. Oh, I don't mind. I'll give see, you. They're notes. missing all the great people. Bono. Uh, that's a good question. I don't think Bono is in there. No, no Bono. Lionel Richie. Lionel Richie, yes. Didn't he produce it? Yeah, he My was like dad. one of the people invo involved behind the scenes as well. So I only got two. Bruce Springsteen. Yep. All right, so there you go. So we're two for two. We're, we both have two. Yeah, wow, I think who had the iconic standout vocal lines in it. There's some people that just stand right out for their one line. We are the world. Well, I'm, I'm, uh, I'll give you Cindy Lauper had that Cindy big. Well, well, well. That's right, Cindy Lauper. Diana Ross? Uh, yep, Diana Ross. Three. Come on. <laughs> Three. I'm winning. I'm winning. What year was this, by the way? Do we know? This was uh, 1985. Uh, All right, so I was three. Yeah, I know, and I was in the second year of my end. Right yeah, I remember. I'm beating I, you. Come on. Come on. Oh, man. I can't Come believe on. you did this to me this morning. <laughs> if, you, if you give up, you could, wa you could raise a uh, white flag, wave the white flag, and say you win. You know more about We Are the World in 1985 than I do. That's fine. See, that, but that's what he wanted, uh, the previous caller yeah, wanted don't. for halftime. We are the, the world. world. We, we are, are the people. children. Children, people. Children. 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 Good job. So yeah. you knew that. You out? Uh, I don't think I have anybody else. <laughs> how, how many are on that list? There's a bunch. I'll give you. I'll give you some standouts that you wouldn't know. Uh, Paul Simon, mm. Kenny Rogers. Wow. Uh, Tina Turner. Tina Turner. I should have got that one. Long Island's own Billy Joel. Oh, God, terrible. Willie Nelson. 
Man. Kenny Loggins. <laughs> Kenny Loggins. <laughs> We're all right. Steve Perry from Journey. Yeah. Nice. Daryl Hall. Nice. Huey Lewis. All right. Right in the wheelhouse of the 80s. Here's one you wouldn't have not have guessed. Bob Dylan. Wow. Ray Charles. Ray Charles. Mm-hmm. Ray Charles and Stevie Wonder yep. in there. And how's Aretha Franklin not in there? Good question, but there's also a, a list of people who sang the chorus, who you might remember. Some not known as being singers, such as Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was in the Blues Brothers. Yeah. Yep. Dan Aykroyd, wow. Mm-hmm. He, but I, I guess at that point, he was very, very popular. Very famous, yeah. Yeah, very famous at that point. Kim Carnes was a... Was a Kim Carnes, <laughs> <was> wow. Memory <laughs> Lane, man. James Memory. Ingram. Wow. That Al Jarreau. That was a big Al deal. Al Jarreau, yeah. That Al was Giro. a big deal that we are the world. They should, they should reprise that and get all the people now, like, you know, uh, Cardi B and Nicki Minaj and Rihanna and Lizzo. Jack, get Lizzo, Lizzo up there, and yeah. Jack Harlow and, you know, all these guys. Young, young Joker. Young Joker right in the middle of it. Uh, Hammer is in Monroe. What's going on, Hammer? Good morning, Boomer and Geo. What's so, happening, Hammer? A, a little mess. Four hours a day, 20 hours a week, 80 hours a month with you guys. I wish I had a few more hours. <clears throat> oh, thanks, oh, Hammer. Thanks, Hammer. What's going on, brother? All right, so listen, Boma, with this Tulsa King, you are going to get sucked into it. Me and my wife did. But there's a big but. I'm not going to say nothing. The episodes are unbelievable. But I think they only recorded one season because when I Googled it, they said the next season, if they did one or two, I'm not sure. But the next season is not coming out to the fall. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, so they did nine, I think, nine episodes in the first nine, season. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, I'm, I'm three episodes deep now. So I, and, I, and I'm telling you, I've already hooked in. Yeah, no, yeah, forget it. It's great. Now I'm going to suggest another one with Forrest Whitaker, the godfather of Harlem. They got some heavy hitters in there. Chad Salmateri, uh, Vinny D'Onofrio. Very highly recommend that one. Well, uh, what 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 uh, what uh, service is it on? That's actually on Paramount. Also, is it okay? Well, all right, Paramount. Yeah, I appreciate it, Hammer. Stepping up. All right, guys. <clears throat> love you guys. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Hammer. Right, man. Appreciate good. it. Uh, you know, one of the first ever like celebrity lookalike apps when they first came out matched me with Forrest Whitaker every single time. Really? Yeah. Yeah, you don't you don't look like Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, I didn't think so either. Yeah, I don't think so. But, but every single time it was it was me and Forrest Whitaker. Why Forrest Whitaker? I have no idea. Doesn't hey. Forrest Whitaker have like a lazy eye? He does have a lazy eye. Yes, yeah, he's also know. a black man, which is another reason why I was I was surprising that I got. Maybe, s- maybe she have like the same type of head. Maybe it's like a round. Oh, you have like a round head. I, we both have round head, and also maybe a little bit of a larger ear. So yeah. I thought maybe that was it. But you don't have the lazy eye, right? And I'm I'm white. So those were two things that were really different about the two things. So I was just very surprised. For every time I did it, one after another, everybody was laughing at me. Like Forrest Whitaker. Everybody else got great celebrities. Yeah, Brad Pitt and whatever, whoever else. I got Forrest Whitaker ten times out of ten. Great actor and everything, but I mean, Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me. He was great in uh, Good Morning Vietnam. Oh yeah, tremendous actor. Yeah. Uh, Diane in Cranford, New Jersey. What's going on, Diane? Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? All right, Hi, Diane. What's happening? I just, first of all, I want to let all of you know how much I enjoy every morning. You make me laugh going up the Garden State Parkway every morning. You start my day great. I love you guys, and I just want to let you know that. 
Oh, thanks, well, thank Diane. you, Diane. We, we, we love you too. Yes. Oh, uh, thanks. And second of all, you mentioned Elon Musk before and buying an NFL team. Yeah. Why didn't they just buy the Yankees? Oh man. That would be Get awesome. Some new blood in there. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and think about it, and Diane, thanks for the kind words. Think about the money that the Steinbrenners would get for that team from Elon Musk, and then him getting into that room with all those baseball owners, they'd probably He'd hate it. Everybody. He'd fire Brian Cashman, fire them all. Perfect. Then that's another all this, thing. All this dead wood around here. And we're gonna we're gonna be shaking some things up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look what, did, look what he did with Twitter. That would be great. Oh, Got all those people out of there that thought that they were just basically ruining the world and what could be said, what can't be said. Sure. I mean, just people just sitting there. Do you see any of these uh, these um, hearings that they're having? No. And they're asking these people these questions like, "Why were you sitting in judgment of other people that were putting out things?" That have legitimate medical backgrounds, and mm. yet you were not allowing it out. Horrible. Just terrible. I mean, it's unbelievable. You see this group of people just sitting there going, like, who decided that you're the ones who are the arbiter of whatever truth you think they, they belongs did. out there? Right, they did. They played God it's with amazing. that. amazing. really is. Uh, by the way, my true celebrity lookalike, CBS Sports Network, has come up with from Man vs. Food and the Travel Channel, yes. the great Adam Richmond. Me and Adam Richmond are very similar looking people. Look at that. Yes, look at that. Is that not perfect? They got the hair and the, the big face and everything else. Look at your face. Yeah, it was fat, very fat then, yes. Well, what are you doing right there, though? I think they caught me in the middle of talking. Oh. I wasn't okay. like, a, that's not a still picture. I think I was talking and they stopped it right there. Okay. You know? It was a, this is when I first started. Man, Adam Richmond. What a guy. What a guy. Hung out with him once. Right. The Super Bowl, actually, down in Atlanta. Let's see. Let's see. see, look. See, there. now they're moving me. Yeah. Geo coming to you live for the Build Ford Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. Derek Carr officially a free agent. Will the Jets take that leap? Will they get him? Does he want to play for the Jets? Are the Jets going to wait around for Aaron Rodgers, who is going into this darkness retreat a little bit later in the week? And then we'll find out what he wants to do in the offseason after that at some point. But that's the big problem with Aaron Rodgers, obviously, is you just have to wait. You don't know what the hell he's going to do. You have no idea as you get prepared for the draft and free agency and all that stuff, which is not that far away, by the way. So we do have one big free agent that is out there in Derek Carr. But the rest of free agency is it's the middle of March. It's, it's, it's a month away. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like, yeah, it's a month away, which is really amazing that you have the Super Bowl, then a month, and bang, you're right back into it. And then a month after that, you have the draft. And like we said earlier this morning, it's the odds-on favorite to sign Derek Carr seems to be the Panthers. Yeah, that's right. And if you're Derek Carr, you probably love to go down there. Uh, Frank Reich, obviously, with his history, we talked about the, all the Jesus connections over there. Josh McCown, <laughs> Frank Reich, Derek Carr. I mean, they, it's true. I mean, it's just like that's the thing. I mean, you saw the you saw the um, commercials on the Super Bowl. Jesus loves us. It's okay. It's fine. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just relax. Either Steve Steve Largent was the one that was promoting that. For he us. was. He didn't know who paid for those commercials. I know who paid for it. Yeah, Hobby Lobby. I people, believe right? Hobby. Yeah, the Hobby Lobby people. Yes. So what is Hobby Lobby? It's a, it's a bricks and mortar Hobby Lobby store. Well, what's in there? It's like a craft store. A craft oh, it store. is. Yeah. Okay. 
Oh, so they so they've got a lot of money and they bought those ads. right and uh, yeah may, mainly see find them down south of course okay yeah I don't, I'm not familiar with the Hobby Lobbies there may be some around here I'm not sure and, you know, they got embroiled in some religious argument over something I you know who knows shocking oh uh, well, let's see there's a hobby there's a Hobby Lobby on Long Island right near me uh, where the hell is it somewhere on the South Shore I'm gonna have to go check it out oh there's one in Riverhead. All right, nice. I'll go to the Riverhead. Yeah, I, think, I think it's a big. I think it's a big store. It's like a big box store. Okay, yeah, I wasn't familiar with that. But anyway, so Derek Carr is probably that sounds like a great place for him. I mean, it would fit. The question is: is money uh, term uh, guaranteed? There's there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. Man, I tell you, like there are. I guess the San Francisco 49ers are an example of how you can do it without the great quarterback. And they obviously had a tough time with the injury to Brock Purdy in the championship game. They, where they haven't was, won a Super Bowl, though. That's true. I mean, they did get there with Garoppolo. They have not uh, won one in many years. Obviously, they were there with Colin Kaepernick as well when Jim Harbaugh was there in a different era. But they have not gotten over the hump. Uh, but you know, sometimes you think about you know these quarterbacks that are in the league, the upper echelon players, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, you know, those guys. And it's like... If you don't have one of those guys, you better be the best constructed roster around whoever your quarterback here, is. Here, how about this? So the Eagles, you know, they have a guy. But he's and, great. No he, no, he had a great Super Bowl, but they still lost. Yeah, but he had That's a great season, I mean, too. I know he did. and But I'm just saying, but he still lost. And it's not he lost. They lost. And and as uh, Nick Suriani pointed out, it's more than just one play. And that's right. It is more than just one play. Because let's say he doesn't fumble the ball and, yeah. you know, the Chiefs, you know, don't end up scoring on that particular series. You know, I mean, the game is completely different. And really, the game hinged on two plays. One was the fumble by Jalen Hurts and the touchdown by Darius Sneed. And the other one was the, the punt return by Kadarius Tony. Yeah. That huge. got him down by the five-yard line. And... So it basically took, I would say, a hundred and I don't know, twenty to one hundred and sixty yards out of the game for the offense of the Kansas City Chiefs. That's why it seems like the Chiefs' numbers were skewed. Yeah. Well, they they gave up a defensive touchdown, so therefore they kind of lose a series, uh, a possession, and then they had the next time they get the ball, it's on a five yard line. You know what I mean? So it's it's almost like their offense. Had 160 yards or 70 yards and a touchdown handed to them. Sure. Yeah, but I mean, the two That's why the numbers seem uh, depressed, depressed yes. for Patrick Mahomes, who had uh, not even 200 yards passing. Uh, but both of those guys were right there in the MVP discussion the entire year, along with Josh Allen and Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes. And they both ended up in the Super Bowl and they both ended up playing a great and game. And they'll all be in that same conversation next year. Yeah, of course. But that, but that's why with the Jets in such a critical year for them, and I understand and I don't think a lot of people are expecting them to win the Super Bowl next year, but they got to get to the playoffs. They have to be able to be a factor in the conference somehow that, like, you know, they're going to end up in this the musical chairs with Ugats, and then they're going to go into the season, and then what happens after then? You know, then we're going to have a coaching change. We're going to go through this whole nonsense again. I mean, that's that's the biggest fear I think that the Jet fan should have is who they end up with at that position and how much of an upgrade really is it? And does that mean that another big change because the expectations are going to be so high that are going to come with the coaching staff? Then you got to start all over. Again. I'm just telling you, if it's uh, you know. I know if I'm Derek Carr, unless the Jets are offering me some crazy contract, I, I, I'm 
staying in the NFC. I'm going to the NFC. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, in the Jets, I don't think will do that because I think that, I mean, this is why he's in a great position because there's, there's teams that are out there that are absolutely desperate. The Jets are one of those teams that are absolutely desperate. I think David Tepper down there with all the money that he has, and he seems like he's one of these you know, impatient billionaires. He wants something to happen quick. He goes out and gets Frank Reich, who was a former coach of the year a couple of years ago. He's ready to win. He wants something to happen now. He's going to go out there and pay Derek Carr a ton of money. I mean, it's it's a really when you have a guy like Derek Carr and a guy like Kirk Cousins, who are, who are similar quarterbacks, very, very similar, yes. And these guys hit the open market because it doesn't happen a lot with quarterbacks. They get overvalued and they get overpaid, and that's the situation that Derek Carr finds himself well, in now. You got to hit it at the right place at the right time, and I would say like. For a guy like Joe Burrow, he is hitting it at the right time. Yeah, well, obviously. at the right place yeah. at the right time, and they're going to have to pay him, you know, a boatload of money. But I mean, this is why Derek Carr is going to be sought after. This is why the Saints tried to get to him before he got the free agency. Yeah, I'm sure the Saints made a legitimate offer to him. I'm, I'm, I guarantee you, they did. And he just said, you know what? There's, there's going to be other teams out there that are going to want my services. And again, if I were advising him, I would say, depending on the, the money that is offered, the guaranteed money that is offered, you want to go to a place where you think you can win, not just with the, you know, at the bank, but you want to win on the field. That's got to be the NFC South seems to be the place. Yeah. Especially Brady is now gone. Right. I mean, there's, there's teams, there's three teams. You're right there. That have you think the Falcons are going to sit there with Desmond Ritter? They're four teams. They're four teams with massive quarterback. I mean, I can see the Falcons being in the mix though, on all this. Yeah, but sure. Why not? You know, a guy we have not talked about in a while is Lamar Jackson. What's going on with him? I think everybody assumes that he's going to go back to the Ravens. Well, they just hired a new offensive coordinator, so Todd Munkin comes, and he the last three years he's been the offensive coordinator at the uh, University of Georgia. Okay, so. You know, I don't know, and then I'm sure that he could tailor an offense around the skill set of Lamar Jackson if, in fact, Lamar Jackson wants to stay there in the Baltimore. So, like, here, if you're the Baltimore Ravens, you also have to ask yourself, if we are going all in on Lamar Jackson, yeah, and Lamar Jackson wants this contract that Deshaun Watson wants, which he is not going to get, by the way, do you really think, if you're the Ravens, that right now the way that the AFC is structured – that you can get to the Super Bowl? Man. And not with his history of missing a ton of games. That's the point. Yeah, and, and, and so losing what, in the playoffs to better teams. So what is the alternative to Lamar Jackson for the Ravens? <laughs> I think you gotta you gotta bring him back. I mean you have to. I mean it's either that or you just you start rebuilding. I mean that this is why this the, the position has become more important than ever. It's always been important. It was important when you played, it was important back when Bart Starr was playing, but it's become so critical to the success of these teams that if you are anywhere in the middle, you're basically screwed. Listen, Baltimore plays a rough, physical, tough game, you know, and they play defense first, they run the ball, they have play action pass, and they have a incredible uh you know, athlete at quarterback, and he's very difficult to defend. But, you know, when you think about the upper echelons of the AB, uh, the AFC and you think about passing offenses and you think about, you know, Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow and, and uh, you know, Justin Herbert and Josh Allen, I mean, like, are the Ravens legitimately thinking that they can make it to the Super Bowl under their current set of circumstances? 
I mean, I think if they did, they would have given him the money already. Because it's not like Joe Burrow's not going to get the money. But then again, I don't know what's, what's the alternative. Uh, there isn't one. I mean, unless you want to sit there and, and, and trade up in the draft and grab one of the quarterbacks this year. I kind of feel like there's, like we talk about the Knicks this way. With a superstar, yeah. Right. So if they can't get one. They don't really have one. Although I, I would say that Jalen Brunson is as good as anybody at that position. Maybe, you know, in terms of overall productivity, is there a guy that is as productive as he has been this year? No, I mean, he's right up there. Yeah. Right. But but still, we we kind of feel like you're not getting past Giannis. You're not getting past Embiid. You're not getting past Brown and Tatum. You're just not. We just we know that. Yeah, you need another guy. That's why there was the push for Donovan Mitchell. You need another guy to team up with Jalen Brunson to be able to compete, like really legitimately compete in the Eastern Conference. Well, it's nice to watch them, and they are competitive, and sure. they do play hard, and they do play defense from time to time. And watching Jalen, the way he plays, you could all appreciate that, and it's somebody we could root for. But in, in reality, what's the chances of really, what are the chances of even remotely Getting to, I'd say, a conference final. 2%. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so if you're the Baltimore Ravens, you have to ask yourself. And here's the problem with, with what's going on there is the amount of money that this quarterback wants. And then what does that do to the support staff around him, given the fact that they don't have a great passing offense? I mean, if you let him go this year. I, then they're right in the mix with the Jets. Jimmy Garoppolo, Baker Mayfield, whoever the Andy Deer, whoever the hell else. That's what they would do. And it would be cheaper and they could build around them and they could say, all right, let's try to go and win this division. You know, even with Cincinnati in there and see what we could do, even though we gave him a run for the money in a playoff. You know, think about this. You know, Ben Roethlisberger and Joe Burrow now are going to be running roughshod over that division. For the next 10 years, it'll be Joe Burrow's. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so. I mean, I don't know what you do if you're the Ravens. I mean, the Ravens are kind of like in a really weird situation. They got to get really good on defense and they got to be a pain in the ass to play. And they usually play the Bengals tough. There's no question about that. But I mean, if they get behind in a game, do they have the ability to come back in a game and win it? And how many games did they lose over the last two years at the end of the game in the last, in the fourth quarter? Oh, yeah. How many, how many leads did they blow? Especially this past year. So maybe their defense isn't as, as good as everybody thinks it is. Well, I mean, it's impossible to build a team like the 2000 Ravens in 2023 because it's just, unless you draft and hit every single position right and have all those guys on rookie contracts and then they're sort of progressing, it just doesn't happen anymore. Like you just don't have the way the salary cap is, the way that you got to pay a quarterback. Like it's just very rare to have that dominant, dominant one and you know that that defense where you can keep everybody. And, right. the, and the other one that we don't talk about, but he is there and he is in that same division. And at one point in time, he was considered one of the most explosive players at the position, and that is Deshaun Watson. So he's in the AFC as well. Yeah, I always count him out for whatever reason. Maybe he's just Everybody out of my kind mind. Of forgets him. Yeah, out of my mind. Hi, right, Boomer and Geo on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. We've got Jerry Recco back with us, and he's got an update. What's happening, Jerry? Well, good morning. Brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. We're also brought to you by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. More from Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee Show on Tuesday and his darkness retreat that begins later this week. And he says, you know what? You were dead wrong if you thought that I had started this already. Anybody with knowledge to the 
opposite of that it's fake news sad <laughs> here was more rogers enough with the lies too many people reporting too much stuff that's not factual and if anybody else is out there saying stuff or if they're just making it up which is also those are both likely um to stop with the fake news I do agree with him that people do just put stuff out there. Oh, yeah, 100%, especially with him because he is the lightning rod right now in sports. He's one of the guys that every time his name comes up, there's going to be some sort of story, and he's you know he's tired of it. That's why he does his McAfee show. That's true. He wants to be able to, to say things that are true about himself and debunk all these other reports. But he's got his ear to the ground about just about everything, though. I, my, my thing would be, like, you don't have to say anything about anybody or anything. You don't have to tell us about a darkness retreat. You don't have to tell us about, you know, ayahuasca. You don't have to tell us about any of that stuff. Just go live your life. Yeah. And then, I, you know, just deal with the, the Packers and tell them whether or not you want to play for them. I think that he likes telling people about it because mm -hmm. he wants other people to experience these things. He thinks that it's great for humans and meditation and mindfulness and these things that all of us should experience. That's why he puts it out there. Yeah, but, you know, the moment he puts something out there like this is the moment where people are now going to comment on it. They're going to give an opinion about it. Sure. But, and, you know, and that's where all this fake news nonsense that he thinks comes from. It's only because of what he is saying that people are reacting to it. So I, you don't follow Al on Instagram, do you? Al Dukes? Yeah, Al Dukes, yes. Um, I've seen some of his stuff. All right, so what Al does, I think, is what Aaron Rodgers is doing. Al likes to tell you about certain things. Look at this thing you think is healthy is not healthy. This is what I'm eating. This is why I'm eating it. I'm at the grocery store. I'm buying these ingredients. He's doing that to let people know, hey, you can live a healthier lifestyle if you choose. I think Aaron Rodgers, the same type of thing with his platform, not quite as big as Al Duke's platform, but with his <laughs> platform, he's saying, hey. I'm going in this darkness retreat. I had my Panchakarma cleanse. I had this ayahuasca. Man, I'm telling you, this is the way that you need to live your life. I think that there's certain people out there like Al that care about other humans and want to see them do well. Yeah, I, I've actually witnessed Al, so uh, go go through all of this and making sure that everything's Bobby approved. That's right, yeah. That's a very big, important part of what Al puts into his body, unless... There's a lot of, like, IPA beers available. Then all of a sudden, he just starts jamming those down his throat. Yeah, well, bets off when there's beers involved. That's what I'm saying. So, I, you know, what do you want me to do? I've been. <laughs> it is inconsistent of me in that in that spot. Well, you got to be able to, you know. But it helps, it helps me tolerate, like, being out of my house. Yeah, right. There you go. Just Take the edge down. off. Take the edge off. Okay. Makes him happy. And he does drink some organic beers from time to time. And some that aren't organic. That is true. I have been sucked into the Al food vortex now because I'm trying to eat as healthy as possible. And the whole 30 thing that I did, a lot of that is the same as, as Bobby's stuff. So yesterday I was actually texting Al about certain things. And then uh, he ended up emailing the protein bar company that I've been eating. Oh, my God. To find out why they are using some of the ingredients they are using. So you emailed this company at the time on your hands to get involved in... Took no time. Legitimately took one minute to okay. find their email, send their email. And how uh, And how, how long did it uh, take for them to respond to I you? I think like an hour, an hour and a half. That's not too bad. No. I mean, how long is the email that you write to these companies? Um, not long. I try to keep it quick, just like, hey, I noticed you're, you claim uh, no, no BS in your 
ingredients, but you have natural flavors, which is, in fact, BS. Do you have any that don't include this? It's quick. One line. And they get right back to them. Yeah. And this is, here's cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> How many of these companies have you written to? Ah, well, two granola companies in the last week. <laughs> And then granola the, bars. Yeah, the, the well, it's the RX bar that he was going, yeah. which I, I love an RX bar, and it's made with good ingredients except for these natural flavors, yeah. which is a thing. So he emailed them about that. I mean, natural flavors is just basically camouflage for what? Artificial flavors. Yeah, so it's, why do they put natural flavors in Well, because they call it that because people think it's good. Natural flavors, the only difference is like artificial flavors might be something like... Um, uh, s- smoked firewood flavor. That's not a real flavor, right? So that's artificial flavor. Orange is a natural flavor, but if it's orange natural flavors, they begin with the taste of an orange and then manipulate it all sorts of ways with chemicals, but they still call it, quote, natural. So this is what he's doing. So he's emailing these companies. He goes, this is a glimpse into my life and what's going on. Loser, loser, and the triple. <laughs> What was the answer you got? Well, then they all give you the, we do use natural flavors, but our natural flavors are fed grass and butter or something. You know, it's just some... some flavors to, are fed grass and butter? I thought, they, I thought the animals would be fed grass they and just, butter. They try to dress it up like, while we do use natural flavors for consistency, our natural flavors are blah, 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 lies, lies, lies. <laughs> so whatever answer they give him, he's not believing there's really yeah. no point in email. Well, that's why this is a perfect quote from Aaron Rodgers right now. When somebody says something, whether it's Ian Rappaport, right. or Adam Schefter, or Rx Bar, okay, <laughs> Joe Biden, oh, all right. well, Donald Trump, uh, yeah, all right, why? Anthony Fauci, oh, what? Okay, here we go. Joe Rogan, what? Uh, Doc, myself, hey, anybody? Right. Question it. Mm-hmm. There you go. Question it. Rx bars, what <laughs> uh, a pliables or whatever. Uh, that was a big controversy. Me versus pliables. Yeah. yeah, he got in a fight with a what do they call acai bowl company? <laughs> oh, you did like a local too, like local Jersey. Sh- oh, you, oh, why? Because they had a lot of added sugars. A lot of added sugar. You yeah. didn't want any of that. Well, I'm fine with it, but don't call it healthy. That's but my just thing. tell us what's in it. No, then they told me what's in it, but you can't then claim it's healthy. <laughs> He wanted you know, them to change the name to Crap Bowl. No, no, no. I don't. I wanted you to change. Just don't tell me 34 grams of added sugar is a healthy alternative to ice cream. It's not. <laughs> it's ice cream. This is the crusade that he's on. He's trying to take down his local business. <laughs> no, no, I just don't claim health. No, no one it. goes to the uh, ice cream place going, I'm going to make a healthy choice. They go, no, we, we got a Carvel. We know where we're going. Right. For. But when you go to these acai bowl places, it's like, I'm eating healthy. I'm going to get a large acai bowl. No. No, you're not. It's basically like it is. It's like going it's to Carvel. Yeah, going to get ice cream. Jerry hates this stuff. He does. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't at all, actually. Oh, okay. I thought you did. No. There. No. I'm fascinated by health and nutrition. Well, it's by him. He does all the work, and I listen. <laughs> he is. You're fascinated. He's obsessed. He is obsessed. Absolutely obsessed. And I could see that if I didn't have anything else to do, <laughs> I could see being obsessed. I think yeah. it's very easy to get roped into it. Sure. Sure, you absolutely. Because it's a fascinating conversation. But then they, these uh, ingredients people I follow, then they, they tell you, you start to spiral. Then you're like... Fragrances is the next thing that's no good for you. Various fragrances. Really, nothing is good for us. Yeah, deodorant probably. Deodorant. Yep. Yeah. Fragrances, dish detergent. Yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> so just walk around and 
Smell well, like you want to see is that, like uh, Tom's deodorant that doesn't work. And by the way, here's another problem. A place yeah. like Tom's gets bought up by a big company. Yeah. They still call it Tom's and they change all the ingredients. So now that's no good. They just keep the name. Keep the name because you think it's healthy. But when they buy it, they put in their bad ingredients. Do you use hippy-dippy deodorant or no? Like non-whatever GMO, like stuff like, I don't know, from the forest for deodorant? Uh, I, I use... I <laughs> he use, rubs tree bark on his armpits. <laughs> I'm just using chips. like right guard or degree, but I'm not rubbing cedar chips on it's it's, it's the, yeah, rubbing, rubbing cedar chips underneath yeah. your arms your your nets no 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 it's a, it's another it doesn't have some of the bad things but it has some uh, some things in it okay you put a cedar chip in your underwear before you leave the house i could do that oh <laughs> uh, yeah i think where he loses me a little bit and he's not that he's wrong it's just at some point we need to understand some of the things we're going to consume is not great when he tells me i can't drink water out of a brita because it's a plastic container. I get it, but you know, there are certain levels of right. right you, can make, you can make yourself crazy for sure. Yes. Because it's all not good for us, probably yeah. at some oh, point. Of course. I mean, obviously. This is why we're the, the unhealthy nation. Right? Is drinking soda out of an aluminum well, drinking uh, carbonated water out of an aluminum can good. Probably I, not. I think I haven't seen any problems with that. Well, give it time. <laughs> I'm sure at some point. <laughs> Those it big will be. Uh, items that get hot in plastic, very bad. Coffee makers, terrible. I've heard that. You know, that's why we don't warm up the bottles for babies in plastic. Right. You got that's we. I've heard they pour it into a like a coffee mug, warm it up, then put it back in the plastic. Right. It's terrible. But even then, you're taking the hot liquid, putting it in plastic. But I thought it was the, not to warm up in the plastic. No, it can't even the heat touching the plastic. No good. God damn it! Is our Dunkin' machine is that <laughs> all metal? Inside, or you don't? Yes, know. it is, Eddie. It's absolutely perfect. It's by the standards. Duncan would never put us in danger, and it's the best coffee in America. Jerry? <laughs> Time now for What Does He Mean? <laughs> so is Alex Cora talking about A, a paver stone, B, a new base, C, a new bracelet, or D, his penis? Four inches, less huge. <laughs> what do you think that is? Four inches, less huge. Is that A, a new paver stone, a new base, a bracelet, or his penis? Four inches, less huge. Well, four inches is not huge for a penis. <laughs> uh, so I would say uh, since yesterday, I think it's the base, Jerry. I think that's the answer. While four inches of manhood for some might be huge, <laughs> D is Maybe not Maybe it's only answer. four inches long. <laughs> <laughs> D is not the answer. The proper answer is B, the extended inches of the new base, yeah. which looks goofy. So, yeah, I mean, four inches is huge, Jerry. <laughs> I wouldn't know, Boomer. <laughs> <laughs> this was like a big deal on social media yesterday. Like, it okay. is ridiculous. But what, I mean, is it? It is. It's, it's, it, I said to Al, you want to make it big, thin it out. Let's do that. Why are they doing this? I have no idea. Why don't they do what they do in Little League and have two bases at first base and third That's base? That's when you're six. <laughs> That's not all of Little League. That's when you're training on T-ball and the kids are deciding if they want to, you know, pick flowers out of the grass or actually play. Okay. I don't think we need to do that in Major League Baseball. If they didn't tell us about this, would we have noticed? I think you would have, actually. Yeah. I do. I do. Because I think it's going to be noticeably larger. Okay. Yes. So, there you have it. That was Alex Cora, if you didn't know. Uh, NBA tonight, the Knicks are in Atlanta. They play the Hawks. The Nets home for the Heat. Bucks, Celtics, who knows? Maybe an Eastern Conference final preview. This game went to overtime. Connaughton passes to Holiday. Squeezes up a three for the lead. 
Reed, and he bears it from straight on. Mr. Clutch, Drew Holiday delivers again. Two-point lead for the Bucks. He did. They wound up winning by six, 131-125. That was Bucks Radio with the call. Pretty good atmosphere in Milwaukee, as you can imagine. Two of the best teams in the Eastern Conference going head-to-head. The Suns beat the Kings, 121-9. Kevin Durant was there, got a standing ovation. Uh, good for him. Uh, Clippers over the Warriors. Uh, what was he doing there? Sitting. He's being paid to not play. <laughs> when is he expected to play again? Uh, some point after the All-Star break. Until then, he will collect paychecks and not play. Man. So I don't know I don't know what, what they're doing out there, paying a guy to not play. It's crazy. Seems ridiculous. But their money. Uh, Seton Hall beat Georgetown 76-68. St. John's wins on the road at DePaul in overtime 92-83. Nebraska beat Rutgers 82-72. On Saturday, Mississippi Valley State played Alabama A&M. And someone was ejected. It was not the coach. So I'm going to let this roll. I don't know if this is the student station. I'm not really sure. Um, they're clearly having fun with this. It's long, but we'll get to it uh, here. And um, the Alabama a and coach, he's, he's fussing. He's fussing and cussing. Yeah. And coach is, coach is kind of losing it over here. As he feels like... Security! Security! Um, and they're kind of security. Not sure what's going on. No, and so we'll fast forward to the end. Um... Security has got involved, and it, it, it's getting real heated here. And Scott W. Harrison Company, they're walking toward the cheerleading section. And they're gonna escort one of the cheerleaders out. They say one of the cheerleaders walked onto the court. <laughs> yep, <laughs> that sounds funny, but yes. <laughs> And they're going to say she has to go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so on a previous play, one of the players kind of goes out of bounds to save a ball or whatever it was. And he just kind of bumps her inadvertently. It was nothing crazy. And she, like, looks at him. So the play continues. They go down the other end. They come back down on her end. Play stops. And she walks right onto the court, like, shoves him. Wow. And the officials see it. And the coach gets upset. And they call security. And she gets the heave-ho. Was it Kay Adams? <laughs> <laughs> it was not Kay Adams. Okay. Has that uh, been fixed? No. No, she That's the over. It is it is absolutely over. And Al had a great story to show you how still pissed off that she was. We were talking to somebody from the NFL and she stopped to say hello to him while I was standing talking to Eric Spitz actually. Okay. And this guy from the NFL is a listener and he says, Hey Kay, did you make up? Over here. She goes, make up. She goes, with Geo. She goes, bye. And just kept walking again. Wow. Yeah. So that's a no. Yeah. Legitimately pissed. Even Spike said when she walked by another day, he goes, she's not having fun with this. No. Yeah, she was mad. Very mad. Still mad. She was giving you the face. She was giving Gronk on that commercial. (laughs) Yes. Absolutely. Even worse, I think. Yes. And the hand up and everything. (sighs) My goodness. Okay. Devils beat the Blue Jackets 3-2. Ryan Graves, the game-winning goal with less than two seconds to go. And the Islanders and the Senators went to a shootout. Drake Batherson. Islanders need a Sorokin save. Batherson drags, shoots, scores. And the Ottawa Senators win it in a shootout. And that was Brendan Burke on MSG. 3-2 the final score there as the Isles come up short to Ottawa. The Isles now 27-23-7 and on the season. You've got the Rangers on the road in Vancouver late tonight.
Network. I was just looking uh, at the Las Vegas Review Journal. I wanted to see who placed the biggest bet that was recorded this year on Super Bowl 57. Okay. Uh, somebody here in New York uh, put down $2.2 million on the Eagles minus 1.5. Mike Kadassi, I think is who it you was. You think that's who it was? Yeah, I think I think so. No, uh, okay. Well, they ended up losing. Right. I had the Chiefs for a hundred bucks, and I was happy. What did uh, was it? Was it Drake or was it Mayweather? Or somebody put down Drake. Seven, Drake did like seven hundred grand on the Chiefs, right? So he won. Good for him. Needs yeah. the money. There you go. Yeah. So right. he needs the money, all right. Uh, by the way, did you uh, see this Juju Smith-Schuster tweet yesterday for Valentine's Day? In regards to, yes, James Bradbury, yes. Yeah, so he puts out there a picture of James Bradbury smiling. Now, James Bradbury was the one who committed the hold at the end of the game that allowed the Chiefs to essentially run out the clock and win the Super Bowl with a game-winning field goal. So it says... With hearts behind it, James Bradbury smiling, I'll hold you when it matters most. Joke about a hold and Valentine's Day and all of that. Yeah. Uh, this did not go over well in the NFL community. Um, A.J. Brown, wide receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles. He says, first off, congratulations. Y'all deserve this. This is lame. You was on the way out the league before Mahomes resurrected your career on your one-year deal TikTok boy. He admitted that he grabbed you, but don't act like you're like that or ever was. But congratulations again. TikTok boy. And CJ Gardner Johnson tweeted out, Juju ran for me when I check him in game. Then 10 got his smoke. Which the translation there is. That's when he ran over Isaiah Pacheco. That's right. Yeah, and that was some shot, man. And he said that was meant for Juju, and it was not. But, uh, yes, he was fighting with these guys. And then Juju responded to A.J. Brown saying, glad you're able to finally get that all, all off your chest after all these years. Good game, bro. With a ring emoji and a thumbs up. So, to me, Juju, in celebrating like that and singling out a player who committed this penalty... He's a little classless. Now, I'm an entertainment guy. I love the entertainment of the NFL. This, to me, I thought was a little classless because both these teams did it the right way, played a great game. They didn't have any beef going in. I, I thought this was unnecessary and over the you top. You know what it has? It has a real scratch and sniff feel to it. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's the way you got to look at it. And and by the way, uh, you know, this is now you know why the, Eagle, uh, the Eagles, the Steelers wanted to get rid of Juju. Yeah, I mean, they got rid of Juju Smith-Schuster, and they got rid of Chase Claypool. <laughs> they did. You I know. They got both of them, yeah. And they got Deontay Johnson who's punching his quarterback in the face. Yeah, apparently, and then he doesn't want to admit to it. Which, he's, which he denied, by the way, after you brought it to my attention. Yeah, so there was a, a scuffle. That's no doubt that that happened. That was reported. But I was told that week that he did indeed punch Mitch Trubisky in the face. So... I said it, and then uh, he said, no, that's not the way it went down. Right. You don't think Shane Steichen kind of looks a little bit like Sean Marks? No. no. He looks like Billy Epler doesn't look like Sean Marks. No. Do Sean, do Sean Marks and Billy Epler look alike? I don't think so, no. No. You I think he looks a little Sean Marks-ish. Marks-ish. Looks a little Sean Marks-ish. Marks-ish. Uh, Stephen Waldron, if you could have somebody over there, one of the 25 people that are working on the program, get a picture it's of... like the Jet coaching staff. Yeah, Shane Steichen 
and Sean Marks next to one another so we could see if Boomer has a point or not. I do believe him and sure, Billy. No What's that? Huh? I said no problem. All right, very good. Just want to make sure you understood uh, what was going on. We'll see if you have a point there. Uh, so for whatever reason, my social media algorithm, just like the Clark Hunt daughter ends up in Al Duke's uh, algorithm all the time, mine is getting these Damar Hamlin conspiracy theories that are still going on. This is crazy. People still believe there are people out there. I am not one of them. People still believe that DeMar Hamlin is either hidden somewhere or dead, and they have put out somebody instead of him. Oh, come on. Now, I'm serious. And why don't you call Elon, Elon Tusk and get it straightened out? I really would like to, because this is insane. So there's, there's this one that people are swearing by. So he's got, like, he's got a Pittsburgh Pirates P tattooed on his neck. And the video of him when he was down on the field before the game. With and the he, blasphemistic jacket? Well, yeah, that, that Adrian Peterson said was uh, <laughs> blasphemistic um, or whatever, if that's whatever. even a word. Is that so, a word? I don't know. So he, they, that tattoo is not there. It's not there at all. And then they also said, look in the Michael Strahan interview, and he doesn't have a tattoo on his hand. And then... Later the next day, he does have a tattoo on his hand. Now, obviously, he went and got that tattoo. So you tell me that uh, Michael Strahan interviewed Demar Hamlin when, in fact, it wasn't Demar Hamlin. <clears throat> That's what people are saying. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, but this is what you know. Social media has done to feed these conspiracy theories, and they're like, "Listen, this is not him. I'm telling you, where's the P on his neck?" With the P tattoo on his neck, rather the Pittsburgh Pirate P on his neck. Where, where is this stuff? So I mean, I'm like, and it's just one thing after another. I'm like, I, how can these people really think that there is a conspiracy to hide the death of Damar Hamlin to be able to put him out there and then have some uh, body double? Stop it! Stop! But it's like thousands and thousands of views and comments like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. The NFL's messing with us. Oh, this and that. Roger Goodell's hiding it. There was a death on the field. They don't want us to let you know. I mean, why are people so nuts? I don't know. You know, there really was a death on the field. A Belgian soccer goalie died on the field yesterday. Eesh. 25 years old. He stopped the penalty shot yeah. and then died on the field. That's horrible. My goodness, 25 years old. Yes. Cardiac arrest situation? I, I believe so. They went out there with the defibrillator and, and unable to revive uh, the young man. Brutal. Uh, Stephen Waldron did get up the side-by-side -side of Shane Steichen and Sean Marks to see if Boomer has a point here. Uh, let's see if these guys look alike. Hell yeah. See, I don't, I don't Hell see yeah, it. Hell yeah, they do. It. I don't see it. I don't 100% they do. What are you guys? You guys are on a delay. I don't think this. they look alike at all. They both have high foreheads. Well, they have a receding male hairline, but like I don't. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. All right, we got to have the people decide now. What do you think, there, Al? I haven't seen it yet. So it should be approaching. Oh, I see. Okay. Just give us Here a we go. Um, no. Yeah. No. no. <laughs> I think they look alike. Yeah. No. Yes. No. Oh, yep. no, it's funny. I couldn't tell you which one is which. <laughs> How about the guy oh, with the, the Eagles, Eagles logo? <laughs> Didn't even notice that. Oh, man. Uh, let's go to Rob in Passaic. What's going on, Rob? 
Hey, what's going on, G? So you were just talking about that Pittsburgh Pirate uh, tattoo on DeMar Hamlin's neck. Yeah. Uh, my girlfriend and I were actually looking at that last night because I came across the same thing that you did. Yeah. The conspiracy theories. I've been one of those guys that has been like, he doesn't look right since the beginning. Um, but so we, we sat back and we looked at it last night. We actually found a picture of him on the field at the Super Bowl with the, with the, uh, pirate tattoo on his neck. It's very, very faint. It's almost like he put makeup on it to uh-huh. make it look like, you know, he's trying to cover it up. Someone in one of the comments that we were looking at on TikTok said that maybe the NFL was trying to have him cover it up, not to give like the Pittsburgh and versus Philly fans kind of anything like that to go off of. Mm. We don't. You know, we don't know, but we did find a picture of him with the Pittsburgh Pirates tattoo. But you were actually feeding into some of these conspiracy theories prior to finding out that the tattoo thing was debunked? I I don't know. I kind of just, something just feels off, and his motions just seem a little weird, seem a little strange. His, his motions in, in, in what way? Like the way he's walking and talking and things like that? The way he's walking talking looks like an animatronic almost. It looks like one of those things that you would see, like, in Disney. Like, you know, when you're going on It's a Small World or, like, um, the, the Carousel of Progress. So, Rob, you actually think there's a chance, maybe a small chance, that this is a robot Damar Hamlin that has been constructed <laughs> by the NFL? I don't know if it's constructed by the NFL, but it, it, it's small chance. Like, wow. maybe less than 1%. Okay. All right. Very good. But still, but still a chance. All right, Rob. I mean, interesting. See, I told you, Boomer, you're looking at me like I'm crazy. Like, why even bring this up is the look I was getting for you. There are people out there that are believing this. And it's so much so that when I'm scrolling through social media, it comes up like four or five times. And what is the reason for that? People think that because it's such a terrible story for the NFL that is such mm. big business. This I don't believe this, by the way, so uh, yeah, okay. this in making me a disclaimer. All right. They believe that the NFL is such big business that a death on the field would hurt them so much that they are trying to cover it up uh. and they are pushing out a robot to bar. <laughs> I mean, you realize how stupid that is. Of course I do. Yeah, okay. But we just, I brought it up and we just had a caller say it looks like an animatronic Disney person. I mean, we have we have we have athletes. If you want to call them athletes, I do. Uh, race car drivers dry, dying in race cars. Yeah, we yeah. had this goalie that just died on the pitch over in Belgium. Uh, Belgium. We we've had you know people die in the ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we have <laughs> we have all sorts of things that happen in terms of injuries that are that are catastrophic, but yet we play through it because that's what we do. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. And for people to think. <laughs> <laughs> that this is some sort of conspiracy that they have created. <laughs> Animatronic. Damar Hamlin is so idiotic. It just it it really I mean, people gotta look at themselves in a the mirror. I and know. Say, Do you actually <laughs> believe that? Well, I mean Robin Pasek was just admitting it, like oh, my wife and I, the way he was moving, some of his motions were weird to us. We were looking in the comments and that all all that stuff. You know, it's about it's about you know, when this whole Chinese spy balloon? Yeah. And now we're shooting down other things now all of a sudden? It's drudging up all of the conspiracy like the theories. the UFO stuff and oh, everything. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. I mean, like, I would just wonder, like, with these balloons and things that are being shot down, how is the balloon going to make it through the atmosphere? That's a uh, question for Ali. Alien tech, 
Mm. Alien tech, so Alien some tech. sort of synthetic outside of the balloon so it can make it through the atmosphere. It, absolutely. <laughs> Mandy is in Virginia. Hello, Mandy. Hey, how are you guys? Good, good. Mandy. How are you? Good. Doing what, good this morning. What's happened with you today? Not too much. Just was listening to y'all, and I just wanted to say, I think it all has to do with the cover-up with the Hamlin guy with the vaccination. They're trying to show that the vaccination isn't hurting anybody. That's my opinion. Or, or, or hurting somebody, right? Isn't that the idea? Like the, the like he got the vaccine, he played, and therefore he put his heart in jeopardy, and that's why he got hurt. Wouldn't that be the argument? Well, they ask, but they don't want people out there thinking that they're going to die because they got this vaccination. So, all right, so Mandy, so you think this Demar Hamlin that they're trotting out there, the NFL, is either an actor or a robot? No, I don't believe that. Oh, okay. I believe that they're just trying to cover it up. Cover what of the f- cover the that that led to it? Yes. So all right. So you don't think this is a fake Demar Hamlin? No. Okay. All right. Very good. So there's a distinction there. So that's Mandy's got her fork in the road craziness, and Robin Basayek had his. So all right. <laughs> well, there are a weird, um, there are weird things going on in terms of young people dying after receiving the vaccine. That that's the question. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not. I, I I'm not going to even dip my toe in that water. I'm just laughing at people who think that there's a robot Demar Hamlin being interviewed by Michael Strahan. That's all I'm looking for today. And I would have been great if he like started shorting out like Michael on Good Morning America. Yeah. If we had robots that looked like that, we would have known about this by now. Like he's the. Fir- I mean, that is a great looking realistic robot. Yeah, seriously. Just he's smiling and the. But although Robin Passey picked up some weird motions from him, so they weird really have, motions, they weird haven't motions. quite perfected it. Let me ask you this then, because they say one of the big things is when he gets to step on the field again. Will robot Demar Hamlin play? See, I I don't think he's going to play, even though the NFL, the NFL this is the amazing thing to me. The NFLPA and their doctor said, yeah, he's going to play again. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, we're all about player safety. And we're going to put a guy out there whose heart stopped. No, you're going to put a robot out <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, a robot. There you go. Okay. And will he have special superpowers? Right. Absolutely. So, now what? Charge him up. Get him out there. Let's go. Geo coming to you live from the Build 4 Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. You know, I do thank God. Uh, yeah, I know you're into golf and all that stuff. Yeah, and yeah. Golfing season around here is not that far away, although you probably could have played the last couple days. Pretty nice out. Yeah, and today, too, it's going to be 63 in the city. It's going to be like 57 out by me. So, yeah. Might yes. as well. So, this is also uh, the week that uh, the PGA Tour moves to L.A. Okay. And they'll be playing at Riviera. And guess who's going to show up and play? I would say one Tiger Woods would be my answer. That is right. It is the Genesis Invitational. Remember the car he got in an accident with? Right. And then they trotted out the robot Tiger Woods to play in the Masters shortly after that. And it was the most poignant moment in the history of Brandon Tierney's entire life. Yeah. Remember all that? Yeah. You know, I was was actually told an interesting thing yesterday. And I, I, I tried to figure out whether or not it was accurate. And I do believe that it is accurate. You know, Tiger Woods, uh, I believe, has won 82 tournament 
on the PGA Tour. Now, those tour wins do not count majors because those majors are outside of the purvey sure. of the PGA Tour. And with all those wins, with all that money that he has won, mm -hmm. with the way that they uh, judge in interactions with social media and mathematically add bonus money to all of this stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> the single largest creditor, meaning the single largest company that is owed money to by the PGA Tour, is Tiger Woods. Wow. In terms of pension benefits and things of that nature. You know how much money? I heard it was $1.2 billion. The PGA Tour owes Tiger Woods $1.2 billion? In future payments, I believe, yes. It's like you and Odyssey. <laughs> yeah, me and Odyssey, right, yeah, okay. <laughs> With I, all mean, the I mean, like, things like you don't else. even think of, like, you, and you realize that you know there was enormous financial pressure on the PGA Tour when Live came into existence, the Live Golf Tour, and they had to elevate like a ten or eleven of their events to add even more prize money to the back end of those events to keep you know the players that are there now, like the Justin Thomases of the world and the Roy McIlroys of the world, you know, engaged with the PGA Tour because they had to protect their product. But I, you know, I, I would, I would have never thought in the, my wildest dreams that like the players are essentially creditors to the PGA Tour because I believe that they're pension benefits. Yeah, that's insane. I never that so like for the rest of his life he's getting these large checks for the PGA. Yeah, I don't know how that. I don't know how that works, and I don't know if that is, you know, a, a, you know it's got to be on the P and L sheets. It's got to be on the L side, right? I would, I would think so. so. so I, I, uh, it's, it's just amazing uh, that. You know, and then of course you have like people like Phil Mickelson, who I'm sure also is still getting pension money from the PGA Tour, but who's also accepting 150 or 200 million from Live to go over there and play golf. I mean, it's amazing how much those guys are getting paid. I mean, Live Golf. I mean, does anybody talk about it? Does anybody care? I mean, when it first happened, we were talking about it. Right? I couldn't tell you when it starts, where it starts. Who's play? I have no idea. Right, and and it's on the CW network now. They signed a network deal, but I think it's I think they probably bought their way onto the network. This is the only thing I could think of to try to get yeah. it at least more mainstream here in this country. But the interesting thing will be the next major, and the next major is not that far away, and that will be the Masters. And the Masters has determined that players who qualify for the Masters aren't going to be allowed to play. In other words, they're not keeping out the live golfers. Yeah, I mean, if they kept the live golfers out, you know what's coming next. That would be a lawsuit. But the question is, and I still don't know the answer to this, and I probably haven't delved enough into it to know, is how they are, you know, accumulating points on the Live Golf Tour towards the mat, you know, towards the Opens and and uh, the PGA Championship and all this other stuff. You have to have a certain amount of accumulated points or some other sort of exemption to be able to play in these tournaments. Yeah, you mentioned the CW, and it just set my mind back to the nineties. With this show that was on the CW that was trying to sort of recreate, um, what was the show with, uh, oh, Married with Children. It was trying to recreate Married with Children. It was called Unhappily Ever After. And Kevin Connolly, who yes. is a friend of the show, Kevin Connolly. Big Islander fan. Right, yes. Big Islander fan was yep. in this show with this uh, actress named Nikki Cox. <clears throat> Our Nikki Cox. Oh, yeah. but yeah. she was just like, you talk about like, teenage me watching this show with Nikki yes. Cox. It was like, oh my God, she, here she comes in and this dress and that, that and everything's, you know, hanging out. And I just, that was the only time I ever put on the CW. 
was to see unhappily ever after to see what Nikki Cox was wearing. And then they had like this rabbit in the basement, like this stuffed animal in the basement that would give the dad advice. It was a terrible TV show. But I watched it because of her. And then I found out at Sydney's wedding, Sydney and Matt's wedding, that Kevin Connolly, while he was filming Unhappily Ever After, was dating Nikki Cox. And that blew my mind. I said, during that time, you were uh, stupid Nikki Cox. Said, yes, I was. Oh, man. Good for Kevin Connolly. So you said live golf CW, and CW yeah. just sent me down this unhappily so, ever but, after. But it also makes me understand why Tiger Woods would fight so fiercely for the PGA Tour and, and for its success and its future success. 1.2 billion 1. coming 2 billion way. reason why. Oh, man, oh, man. I mean, I, and I know that uh, that live golf went after Tiger, and uh, I think he might have put a $1 billion number on it. <sighs> like, if you want me to go, it's going to have to be $1 billion. Oh, my God. Is it? Did I read that Tiger Woods has opened up a restaurant somewhere in the city? Yeah, he and Justin Timberlake are going to have a thing called T Squared, hmm. and it's a social club, and it's going to have duck pin bowling. It's going to have um, some golf simulating bays, and like oh, a, nice. It's like a sports bar and upscale type of thing. I think it's opening up on Madison. I think. I want to say 42nd between 5th and Madison. Uh, yeah, I saw something about Tiger Woods. So Justin Timberlake and Ty Tiger Woods. T-squared, baby. T-squared. I love it. Yeah. And why not? So I, I don't I don't think that they have their liquor license just yet. Okay. But once that comes through, that thing will be open. It will be, supposedly, it, it as I understand it, it's going to be something that... You know, many people haven't seen before. Have you ever duck pin bowled? I have never done that. No. When I never saw duck pin bowling, you know, growing up, you and I, South Shore guys, sure. we belonged to bowling leagues. Yeah, of course. I was in a bowling league, like probably from the age of nine until 17. Yeah, I remember going to, uh, I believe it was Shirley Bowl at the time. Yeah, I was at East Isle Plains. Yes. Yeah. So, um, but then when I got to Maryland yeah. uh, in 1984, we went bowling and they had these little squatty little pins, mm. and they were duck pins, and I had never done that before. And the ball, you don't have fingers in the ball, finger holes in the ball. Sure. You just hold the ball, and you just rip it down there. That's great. And uh, it's a weird thing, but I think they're bringing duck pin bowling back at T-squared. Wow, that sounds like a better thing than mm. regular bowling for me. Just grabbing that thing and whipping it down there. Yeah. By the way, speaking of things like that, I am going to play pickleball for the first time tomorrow night at Pickleball Hall. In Sayville. First time ever. And I thought you'd be proud of me getting out there. I, being think, I think it's great. I'm going to give you Dr. O'Malley's number. Well, wait a second. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, you're concerned with my injuries? Well, no, I'm used not to say, I'm just telling you. You used to say, be active, go out there, do more, you know, get on the bike, do this, do that. Yeah, getting on the bike is a little bit different than playing pickleball, but I think it's wait a good second. for pickleball? you to play pickleball. Do you want to pickle? Eat a pickle. Well, is it is it pickleball like it's you know your short space quicks as Mike Tom would short say short place quicks all right yeah yeah it's not you know you know Dora, I got I got Doctor O'Malley on I'm not uh, sprinting all over the place I got him on uh, speed dial so I thought you, pickleball got popular when you need your when you need your Achilles or your metatarsals fixed uh, you know we'll call him no, time time out I thought pickleball started in like these retirement communities. To give some of the older folks that wanted to be active something to do other than shuffleboard. And I'm not saying that it's not. You should. You should be doing things. I'm just telling you, if you want to talk to talk to an orthopedic orthopedic surgeon, they will tell you that they have seen a major rise in older people like yourself. I'm 40. Yeah, but you're older than that. I'm 40 years some old. Some people look younger than they are and other people look older than they are. I don't look older than 40 years old. 
why now all of a sudden because you're on this uh, you know this diet that you're on? It's not what I said. I said I just don't look older. Than, you, I don't, you don't, don't do anything. What are you talking about? I'm, I'm now I am doing something, and you're telling me I'm going to get hurt. So what? You can't win with you. It's impossible I'm to just, win. I just said just be careful. That's all. Because the now you got to tear your entire hamstring off the bone. That's yeah, well, there, there's a lot. There are a lot of injuries that have happened because of pickleball. Because people like you, yeah, yeah. which is you go out there, you want to do it, yeah. And I know you do have a competitive. Thing in you, I do know that because yeah, yeah, I do yeah. see that from right. time to time yeah, in yeah. different areas. Right, and you're going to go out there and you're going to act like you're John McEnroe, and you're going to end up blown out an ankle, a foot, or an Achilles. That's all. You're going to pull a calf muscle. You know what? That you you end up pulling a lot of muscles. You know what? You're right, and this is this is a great point. So that's I would like to now tell you that I'm not doing the no, bike no, tour. No, don't do that. Just no, just, just not because right you're right. I don't. I right should right. not be putting myself in these situations to that's get hurt. Pickleball, it's quick. And you said it's quick. So you Forty miles on a bike is putting myself in very dangerous situation. Okay, then all right, so, if you don't want to do it, then don't do so it. So I'm not going to. I'm not going to do it. But when you do these quicks, right? The short space quicks. Yeah, yeah. When was the last time you did a short? Base quicking that didn't involve like you know getting Cosmigos or running to the toilet. I think <laughs> right. <laughs> it's probably the last time. So your short space quicks, you got to be careful. I'm just saying, just kind of wade yourself into it. Just don't go out all there. You know, I know balls to the wall. That's all I'm saying. I mean, uh, if, first of all, it's like a larger ping pong. It's not straight up tennis. You're in like a little area. How dangerous could it be? I'm not trying to run a marathon. I'm not sprinting. I'm not doing a uh, a tough mutter. I'm not doing a decathlon. I'm not telling you not to do it. I'm just telling you to be careful initially when you get first started. That's all. Because your short space quicks. Yeah, short space uh, quicks. Know, they haven't been they haven't been really worked on probably for about 15 years. Well, the last time you did some short space quicks was when we were playing softball. And what happened? See, that's sprinting different that's going from zero to a hundred sprinting the first base so you don't yell at me then that's why i'm pulling hamstrings and calves you know that's the just, different story can just promise me that you just you're not gonna like you know go out there and play like a maniac the first few times just kind of get used to it eat, wager way, way into it man i thought i thought you were gonna be proud of me i am proud like, of get you, out there I'm, do something active you know yeah. stuff like that but instead this is what it is well actually this is my grand plan is to go out there, tear my ACL so I don't have to do the 40 miles on the bike. I'd raise the money and say, see ya, I'll be old. Uh, I'll be watching the tournament. Uh, Danny in New Jersey. What's going on, Danny? What's up, baby? Hey, Danny! Woo! Hey, Gio. Yeah. I love you. Yeah. Pickleball, we're talking fast twitch muscle. We're talking quick moves, explosiveness. Have you ever stretched in your life? No. Uh, actually, you know, it's funny. The last time I stretched was before softball for like an hour with me and Bobby Bellini, and I still pulled a muscle. But Yeah, I, I love you, bud. Boomer's looking out for you. Just gotta, Boomer's looking out for you. For you. You, you cannot. Here's Boomer the thing, is man. looking out for you. No, no, no. Boom, Boomer <laughs> is not looking out for me. Boomer Danny just knows. Wants, Danny knows Boom's looking out for you. Boomer wants to put the black cloud over anything that I do. So if I'm not doing anything, he wants to tell me how that's terrible. Well, then I out, try to me. be active and he tells me how that's terrible. Tell it's me, did impossible. I put, did I, put a I, black... eat, I eat like crap. You're like, you're fat. I eat healthy. You're like, you're on some diet now. <laughs> It's impossible. There's no that you cannot land the plane on Boomer's expectations. You can't do it. It's let me, impossible. Let me ask you a question. It's the it's the size of a grain of sand. Did you have a good time in Arizona? I had a great time in Arizona. Right. Did, was I a part of that planning? 
Absolutely you are. All right, so why why would you think so negatively of me? I'm just trying to warn you. That's I'm talking all. about in things like in this. I'm not talking about everything. Okay. In areas of this. This, this health, area. Health areas. You, you, can't, you can't win with you. That's the thing. You're, you're lazy. Get off your fat ass. You don't do anything. Hey, I'm going to play pickleball. You're going to ruin your life. You're going to tear a knee up. I never said. I just. Yeah. I said wade into it slowly and don't go all in when you get out there. I know it's it's, it's a new exciting thing. You're going to be competing, and you know I just don't want you twisting an ankle, blowing out an Achilles, breaking a metatarsal bone, you know, pulling a hamstring. I just take it easy. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, Ryan and Teenek, what's going on, Ryan? What's going on, gentlemen? How we doing? All right, Ryan. What's happening? So I just wanted to call to chime in on the whole pickleball thing. Um, so, Gio, yeah. I'm 27. I'm in decent shape. Nothing crazy, but decent shape. I got a group of friends, and uh, we all play basketball together. But a few last year, we started playing pickleball together. And listen, man, it's it's not as easy as you think it is. I'm not saying it's like a strenuous thing, but Boomer's right, man. He's got your back. You could definitely get hurt out there, man. All right, so I, I've never played before. Right, that's the other thing. Hold on, and it's a beginner class. So I'm assuming I'm going to be playing against other beginners. I mean, so when you start, thing too, like he was saying, you're you're slightly you're slightly competitive, as he was mentioning. Yeah. I'm a really competitive guy myself. Once you start playing, like I'm not even trying to be funny. You don't realize like you're trying to you know start doing it. It's like ping pong tennis. You're hitting it. You're thinking you're the man, and it's really like a sweat, man. I'm not saying it's the craziest thing in the world. You're not running a marathon, but it's it's a workout, man. When you're done actually like playing, if you get some games in. You're going to feel tired. You're well, that's, tired. but that's what I want, Ryan. This is what I want because I'm trying to be course, active. I say, hate I exercising. Sure stretch. Yeah. Just make sure you stretch and drink some water. I will. It, 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 you know what I mean? I'm just letting you know. It's not as easy as you might think it is. It, it, it's a fun game, though, man. I love it. We all play a lot. I really hope you enjoy it. And um, I just wanted to call and chime in on that. All right. Thanks, Ryan. No, I appreciate it. And listen, I, I, why are you yelling at me? I'm, 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 I love you. I want you to be healthy. I want you to be active. Mm, I just, yeah, I, sure. I was just warning you. Yeah, I know. But that's, but you remember that uh, person who called up yesterday, Boomer? You just, you got such a positive life outlook and everything else. I'm like, no, no, no. You don't really know. Yes, I do. You, no, her, she didn't know. She does you, know. You should have been like, like, this is great. You're finally getting out there, getting that sweat. You know, make sure you stretch. Just be careful. Let's go. Let's not yeah. blow out a foot. Let's not blow out an ankle. Uh, sure. But this is exactly what I'm looking for. I, mean, I, I could just see you reaching one time and just, like, falling down. And then, you know, next thing you know, we need hip surgery. <laughs> hip surgery? Yeah. Come on. Hip surgery? Yeah. Isn't that, that's, hip surgery is for, like, 90-year-olds. No, no, no. And Peter not. Schwartz. That's who gets hip surgery. Uh, well, I don't know. Maybe he does. Maybe he, he does. I don't know. He was playing football like the Jones Beach parking lot, and his hip just slid down his leg. Did it really? Yeah. Oh, wow. He had to get a whole hip replacement. Okay. And then he put uh, Dennis Bird's jersey as his Twitter avatar during his rehabilitation. Re rehab. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Christine in Sayville. Christine, good morning. Hi, good morning. Hi, Christine. How are you? Good. Hi, Boomer. Hi, Gio. How's it going? You're, uh, this is Christine Cifuentes, is it not? Yes. Well, hello. Yes. How are you? I know uh, Christine's husband very well, and yes. uh, I know Christine as well, and she apparently works at the pickleball place now. I do. Actually, I listen to you guys every morning when I'm getting ready, and I was driving, and Jason just called me, and he's like, they're mentioning pickleball. You have to tune in. So I pulled in to, like, the Sayville Bean because I have to get my coffee. I'm on my way to Pickleball Hall, but I was listening in. Listen, anybody over the age of 40, because I'm 45, any type of 
activity that we do, we do have to be careful. It's always important to stretch, but you have to understand there are like men there that come in in their 80s and everyone just takes it easy. It really is not crazy. And plus also, Gio, I think, aren't you on the schedule to come in this week? Yeah, Thursday. I'm doing the Thursday at 8 o'clock at night. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, you're coming in for an open play for beginners. Yes. So those people are not wild and crazy. They're, you know, they're beginners as well. And I always recommend that if you've never played pickleball, that you should actually join a clinic. We have clinics that actually came out. They're starting to come out now for March. And that's really good because you start on a beginner's level, pickleball 101, and you, you train from holding the paddle to the right swings, like we have great instructors on hand. I think that night, Kathy is going to be there. Kathy. Awesome. Love Kathy. Um, all right, so and I will, uh, and she'll help out and give like a little tutorial on the rules yeah. and all that stuff? Absolutely. All right, see, look at that. Awesome, and I think one of our owners, Avi, will be there also, so you can meet them. Um, our owners are Avi, Dan, and Gil. Can Avi give me a refund so I don't have to uh, pay because we're talking about it on the air? <laughs> no, don't do that. Don't do that. It's payable. Uh, no, just uh, kidding, kidding, kidding. Uh, all right. Well, I'll, I'll see. I'm absolutely going to love it. I'm going to be healthy. I'm going to thanks, Christine. I'm going to be healthy. I'm going to be fine. Good. I just want, want you to realize you're going to go out there because you're going to you're going to realize who you're playing against. You're going to say, oh, I got these guys. I'm a much better athlete than they are. And you're going to push it, and you, I just don't want you getting hurt. That's all. Okay. I'm going to gamble immediately when I get there. I'm just going to size up the people and be like, here we go, 20 bucks a game. Come on. 80-year-old people beginning pickleball. Come on, Bert. Let's go. Get the wallet out. <laughs> I'm not messing around. Jerry Recco, who is starting his whole pickleball empire behind the scenes. Recco Sports, he's looking into it. He's asking me questions. I see him out there on the phone in the newsroom. He's like, can we get the courts reserved I was here? on the phone. I, yes, I did. Jerry, I think we gotta, what we got to do is we got to expand the empire. We got to include duck pin bowling. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Tiger and Timberlake are doing that here in New York. Bowling? I don't know what that is. Well, it's, it's bowling uh, on a normal bowling alley, but it's a smaller pins and a smaller ball, and it's crazy. You've never seen duck pin bowling. I no. have never seen it either. Never heard of right. it. Right. Yeah, another thing that rattles Al, Eddie, duck pin bowling, anybody? Nope. I have heard of it, never seen it. Yeah. No. Add it to the mix. Reco Sports, guys. Corn so over here. Listen, t- Timberlake and Tiger are doing it in, right here in uh, Midtown. So I'm thinking that you could do it over there in Jersey. Uh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Duck pin bowling. Duck yes. pin bowling, pickleball, cornhole, Reco Sports LLC. Basically, this is the alternate sports company. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Pretty good. Uh, we are brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com and by Jack Pocket. Play official state lottery games on your phone. With what? With, oh, yeah, it's a mic's off. Uh, so more from Aaron Rodgers, because I've gone through this all morning. Number one, decision may or may not come this week. Reporters got it totally wrong with this whole darkness retreat. We did the show last week. I said, it's, you know, after the Super Bowl, I'm going to go on my darkness retreat. 
and then I'm, I'm probably going to have a better sense about where I'm at in my life. I didn't say I'm going to my darkest retreat just to figure out if I want to play next year. Mm, no, he says reporters ran with the wrong timeline. So then that narrative got out there. So how many fucking narratives can come from one <laughs> like show where they didn't even actually listen to what I said or the intent or the tone? And again, nothing against Rappaport, but he, he doesn't have anybody who knows legitimately what's going on in my life. <laughs> nothing against this guy, but I'm going to say he sucks for he the sucks. first time in his interview. <laughs> and he goes on there all the time, Rappaport, yeah. Pat McAfee, yeah. so that must have been awkward for those guys. Here's Rogers. This is just par for the course when it comes to me and reporting. I'm not upset about it. Like, it's the okay. classic uh, media, you know, trying to be first, not trying to be right. <laughs> That's true. Uh, so you're going to be filmed. Are you okay with that? I'm not worried about the footage that's coming from this, buddy. Okay. Okay. Four days in there. It might get weird. <laughs> now, this got a little strange. Um, here he was. What is he trying to accomplish? How can I slow the mind down? And as I slow the mind down, then really the desires of my heart can kind of come to mind. Mm -hmm. the Shut the mind. F up. <laughs> <laughs> he talks about things that concern him. When it comes to fears, I have two main ones just in life. One is heights. I've always been afraid of heights. And the other is sharks. Huh. Interesting. Well, I think we're all afraid of sharks, right? I would think uh, most people are. Yeah, well, not I mean, everybody. I, I mean, if I was encountered with one swimming around somewhere, yes, I'd be afraid of it. But like... I'm not necessarily afraid of them when I'm in the water on Long Island, you know? Even though there's there's a couple of bites recently, but... I would be. Eh, they just do a little exploratory bites. And I told you, that's just a great story to tell everybody. I got bit by a shark. Look at this. I got the teeth in my leg. You're the number one guy at the party. Oh, my God, every time. Look at these scars. So, yeah, by the way, there is footage of this. He's going to be filming himself. Yes. And there's a toilet in the middle of the room. As he discussed. The Probably. toilet's right out in the open, though. Isn't the toilet right in the middle of the room? It's in the middle of the room, yeah. Yes. That's some of the best footage, probably. Yeah, I don't think so. Well, if you go in there with a laxative, a heavy laxative, you know, you can get uh, you know a lot of cleansing done, I think. Yeah, that's what he's going to do. He's going to go in there Who with the laxative. see that? Yeah, cleanse him. Him, I guess. Apparently, he's going to watch it back. But what's that? why would they put the toilet in the middle of the room? Why is he going to keep bumping into it? <laughs> like, why wouldn't you put it in the corner? Like, it, the bathroom's in the right corner. I guess. I don't know. I think because it's so dark, they just don't want you walking all that far. Maybe. I don't know. I'm no idea. <laughs> It'd be a lot of walking. Ow, my knee. I just hit that damn toilet bowl. <laughs> Imagine he fractures his tibula or fibula or something when he's in there. From so is this like some place that advertises these things? I'm, I'm assuming that this is like a... Yeah, actually, I did Google. You have that, that Jerry? Or, or I'm, a, I'm no. okay to tell. So supposedly that girlfriend of his, uh, Blue, whatever... <laughs> <laughs> Whatever her name is, she did this at a particular place, and that's where he's going. Uh, his girlfriend, Blue. <laughs> there are 20 of them in New York, by the way. There are? That's what it says, the 20 best dark retreats in New York. Okay, it doesn't me mean New York City. It could be New York State. Oh, I see. All right, so give me a uh, hit on one of these things and just... Give me an idea where it is. Uh, Wappinger's. Oh, I'm sorry. Wappinger's up by, uh, by Bobby. By Bobby, yes. It's the one in the 42nd Street subway station. <laughs> <laughs> so here, Wappinger's Falls, 
it's $900 for a three-day dark retreat. Doesn't sound that expensive. No, that seems to be the ch- on the cheap end. And what do you get for that nine hundred dollars? Like an enema and uh, <laughs> and yeah. Oh, and oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Dutchess County, fifteen hundred. Where's Dutchess County? Where's that? Just north of here. Just right, fifteen hundred you know. bucks. Now this isn't tantra sex. There's tantric sex. Yeah. Oh, tantric. Okay. You got a, that there, too? Because there's a five-day tantra intensive spontaneity retreat. That's 1200 bucks. Now, what does that do? <laughs> 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 does it explain what it is? Does it give you a menu? <laughs> does it give you a menu? With teeth or without teeth? <laughs> Oh, Jerry. <laughs> Jerry, 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 Jerry. Oh, my God. <laughs> come on. Come on. What does it say? It's got to give you something. Uh, let's see. It says, yeah, when sexual energy flows, life flows, affecting not only our... I'm reading from their website, so I'm just so you know. Okay. Not only our sexuality, but our all-over health and happiness. We will explore relationship with our bodies, sexuality... <laughs> And our inner masculine and feminine and the repercussions of those relationships. <laughs> it's called, uh, let's see, you do some tantra yoga. Other yoga? Uh, let's see here. <laughs> Sexual and biblical. Hey, Al, I'll buy this for you. <laughs> here we go. Al, I'm going to buy this for you and you are going. No way. Yes, you are going. <laughs> Come on, Al. Sounds terrible. You get delicious, healthy, home-cooked meals three times a day. Yeah, not really healthy, though. <laughs> you could Bobby-approve everything. <laughs> Probably seed oils over there. <laughs> I'm buying a few, I'm telling you. You can put them in a tent. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, let's do it, Al. Come on, you got to do it for the show. No, that sounds terrible. No, no it doesn't. I'd rather go in a dark room. <laughs> you, you want the dark room instead? No, not inside. I'd rather have neither. Okay. This uh, is three nights, not four. This is just three nights. And what goes on there? Tantric sex? <laughs> <laughs> With strangers? Is that really what happens? I, I am, I'm very confused by what I'm reading. I don't know. I would like to... Uh, You're definitely exploring your sexuality. Give this little away for you, Al, because I feel like you've been living on the edge lately. Well, we don't even know what it is yet, so it's hard to say... No to other than I can't. <laughs> you don't want to explore your sexuality? No. Alone? Nope. <laughs> like you do every afternoon. Yeah, I was about to say, what are you talking about? That's <laughs> what he does all the time anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think uh, we should send you up there and you, you could do like a little, you know, kind of exploratory, you know, look into yourself and then also report back to us how it went and see if you feel any different or any better. You know, that kind of thing. Weird-ass stuff. Yeah, there is. I'm looking. You're right. Like, this one is a Muji, they call it. And it says it's a healing retreat in complete darkness inside an earth bag dome. <laughs> that sounds that like that mean? Al. That would be Al. Earth, earth bag dome. Earth bag. Yeah, pitch black. <laughs> the dome becomes alive. Wow. Crispy, subtle sounds. Fullness of presence. My lord. I just be in there be like, where's my iPad? Here is. It's wild. Uh, Women's weekends, they got couples ones. 
a group body and mind connection retreat? How about the five of us go for that? I'll pass. <laughs> <laughs> so these are the main objectives of this earth bag dome retreat. Slowing the aging process. So this is how you know this is complete BS because that's what everybody wants to do. The fountain of youth. Maintaining excellent physical health and youthful vitality, which is another thing everybody wants, and delaying physical death. Oh, so you just sit in this earth bag dome and you live longer, you're healthier, and you don't look as old. Hey, don't knock it, man. Give me a break. Don't knock it. I am not. You're guaranteeing that you're going to live longer by sitting alone in a room? It's just relaxing, get away from all the outside influences, that kind of thing. They have one in Portugal. It's a seven-day silent retreat. Seven days. That's long. It's like the first week of Carton and Roberts for Evan. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. Anyway, so that's Aaron Rodgers. Uh, The Raiders did release Derek Carr yesterday. Uh, As expected, the Cardinals have a new head coach. It's Eagles defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon. The Colts' new head coach, Shane Steichen. Um, So he leaves the uh, Eagles as well. Um, Baseball-wise, you got pitchers and catchers showing up this week in uh, Florida and in Arizona. Knicks in Atlanta tonight to take on the Hawks. Nets home for the Heat. We'll have that for you on the fan at 7.15. What else of note here? Eh, Let's see. Seton Hall beat Georgetown, 76-68. St. John's wins in double overtime at DePaul, 92-83. Rutgers lost at home to Nebraska, 82-72. And the Devils beat the Blue Jackets 3-2. The goal from Ryan Graves with 1.4 seconds to go in regulation. The Senators stopped the Islanders in a shootout by the score of 3-2. Do I have time for a couple quick Tiger Woods ones? Sure. Just because I did hear you mention that he's going to be playing uh, the Genesis Invitational this weekend. But uh, in L.A., obviously a big deal with LeBron passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and everything. Here was Tiger impressed by what LeBron has done, his durability through all these years in the NBA. The amount of minutes he's playing, no one's ever done that at that age and the way he's done and be able to play all five positions and uh, that's never been done before and and then at this level for this long. And he uh, thought, time out, time out. Magic Johnson played all five positions. Just want to be correct. Fair enough. Magic Johnson, six foot ten point guard, played he, center when Kareem got hurt Was in the he playoffs. this good at 38? No, I you know, was having one of his best seasons. Uh, we all understand, you know, LeBron's a freak. You know, he is. He's a, he's an anomaly, and somebody that big, that strong, that heavy. You know, like Zion Williamson should be doing whatever LeBron. He doesn't really play much. He yeah. doesn't play at all. No, he's hurt all the time. But yeah, there's they, there's no question about that. But he also doesn't get himself in car wrecks and stuff like that either. Fair point. Sports Network. I know a lot of people make a big deal about the pitchers and catchers reporting. I actually saw a Howie Rose tweet that said, you know, people talk about baseball dying, but no other sport has the anticipation of spring training like baseball. And everybody in the comments said exactly what I was going to say, which was, it's not so much baseball as it is spring. Like, people hate winters around here. It's dark. It's cold. Although this winter has been fantastic, knock on wood. Other than a couple of really cold days in a row, we have not had any precipitation of note. No real snow. I haven't had to deal with any of that. 
Um, but, you know, people can't stand the winters around here. I'm one of them. It's horrible. You want to get to spring. You want to think about baseball. Baseball is spring and eternal and there's hope and all of that stuff. So it's not like I'm like, I don't like when pitchers and catchers report, but I don't make a big deal out of it because it's such a long freaking season. So I see two things. When CBS Sports Network played the video of Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander, I see two things. Okay, what do you see? Uh, the first thing I see... $100 is, million dollars worth of athletes? <laughs> that's actually not one of the things I was thinking about. Okay. So they're playing the video right now. I see two guys who have been the best at their craft playing for my team together. And I think that is just awesome to have those two guys at the top of the rotation. Yeah, but they, they're each bringing their glove. Right. Isn't it funny? They're carrying was, their glove. I know. That is unbelievable. $40 million a year just grabbing their glove and going to price. So I see that. And they're wearing shorts and looking relaxed. Right. It looks tremendous. And he's got the Max Scherzer. He's got the flip-flops on and everything else. But I also see two old guys. I also see a lot of really nice cars in the background. I know. You see that Range Rover and that the the Range Porsche, Rover there. Porsche there. Yeah, everything. But I see a couple old guys. Like, I'm concerned about that. They don't look that old to me. They look fine. They look fine, but I know that there are a couple old guys. Will they each give you 25 starts this year? I don't care about the starts of the regular season. You I just care about the playoffs. I care about them being good enough, the Mets, that is, to get into the playoffs and these guys pitching their best when it matters, which has not been the case with either one of them in recent memory. So that's what concerns me about him. So I, I do like this team a lot. I do think that they're going to go back to the playoffs. I think their bullpen has been upgraded significantly. I think that there's two guys that could be an X factor on this team. That if X either factors. either of them X factors that work out, Francisco Alvarez and what his role is, and if he turns into a star and Kodai Senga in the rotation, I think either one of those guys could really take this city by storm if they play really well. But the Correa thing and the way it worked out bummed me out. I wanted him in that lineup. I felt World Series when Correa was in that lineup. Now I feel like. They're there with the Phillies, they're there with the Braves, but are they better than them? Correa made them better than them. So I'm not blaming them for backing out of the deal and the, the everything else, the physical. They, they made a calculated move and a smart move. But, man, like, I still feel like there's a bat missing. I do. I really do believe, especially with the way we saw their offense struggle down the stretch last year, I still feel like there's a bat missing. Well, there's always room to add somebody else if somebody else does, uh, you know, spring available. And there will be the trade deadline, I'm sure, that yeah. will, uh, you know, be explored every which way to figure out whether or not they need a DH, whether or not they need a third baseman, whether or not they need a fielder. I mean, they'll, they'll figure something out. They're going to obviously spare no expense uh, to make sure yeah. that they are going to be in the mix come the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, and I, I, I agree with that. I mean, the, Steve Cohen's not going to stop anywhere, but you know, one of these guys really needs to step up. You know, guys that like Brett Beatty, Francisco Alvarez, I mean, I don't know what you're going to expect out of. Uh, a guy like Daniel Vogel back this year, if he's going to really provide the sense of offense from them consistently, I doubt that. Um, but one of those guys I'd love to see step up, one of these young guys, because that, I mean, you really need that. I mean, if you look at some of these great teams, you know, the Houston Astros, the Atlanta Braves, they bring these guys up and they become a staple in their organization. And the Mets haven't had a ton of those. Yeah, that's why you will have to stick with your young guys and you have to give them a chance to mature into the player that you either signed or drafted, you know, when they were. 19, 20, 21 years old. You, got, you just got to, it takes time for some players. And I, 
I, you know, I can only point to, you know, my beloved Blue Shirts who play Vancouver tonight. Yeah. You know, you take a look at some of these young players that they have on their team, and you look at how each year they progressively have gotten better and better and better and better. And, you know, we all want something immediately. We want players to jump on the scene and to be the best player they possibly can be. Why can't we have that guy? Why couldn't Zach Wilson turn into Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow? And he just hasn't. Maybe it's going to take him a year or two before he actually finds his way in the NFL. Who knows? But it's the same thing with Capo Caco and Alexei Lafaniere. And look at Philip Hedl. Philip Hedl now has turned out to be like a top-end center in the NHL and has become a force. You may not have said that two years ago because he was oft injured. He was young and he made a lot of mistakes on the, on the ice. Now all of a sudden he's finding his game and he's figuring it out and he's becoming the dynamic player that they drafted. So it's taken a while to get there, but you know, it's, it's the same thing in all of these sports. These kids need an opportunity. Now some guys like say Sauce Gardner and Garrett Wilson have completely blown that out of the water mm-hmm. because they're ready to go right now. They 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 are ready, they have the attitude, they have the the confidence, they certainly have the god-given ability. And now it's up to them to continue to build on this beginning of what is hopefully going to be a long legacy of greatness for these two players. And hopefully they take it seriously, like Darrell Rivas took it seriously. Oh, absolutely. That's how you get to the Hall of Fame. You have that God-given ability, you stay healthy, and then you apply yourself to your craft to become that great player. Yeah, I'd love to see some of these younger Mets who are getting that opportunity this year, especially guys uh, like Brett Beatty, who is, you know, because Carlos Correa is not on this team, you know, step up and we, given those opportunities, take that job, be the starting but, third baseman, and end up being a staple in the lineup. You know, three of the most important players we have on our team are our players. That is Alonzo, McNeil, and Nimmo. Yeah, sure. And look at all, look at all those players. Look what they've turned into. But I'm talking about, yeah, they've but, been great. But the point being next is that wave now. Time the next, the next wave. wave. Yeah, yes, exactly. Next I agree with you. Need a wave. Uh, this is Ed Coleman's first non-spring training. First time he's not going to spring training in many, many years. Is that correct? Because he ended up in uh, retirement this year. Do you think that he's missing it? Do you think that he's thrilled that he doesn't have to go down to Port St. Lucie for the 30th straight time? I think he's... I... <clears throat> Do I want to be there? Yes. Am I sad that I'm not there? No. I think that's the kind of thing. Yeah, that type of deal. I think it becomes a part of your life, and then you look forward to it, and then you're there for about two weeks, and you're like, i got to get the hell out of here. There's there's so many bonefish grill dinners that you can have before you want to take the fork and stab your eyes out. You know? Maggiano's. Yeah, that that whole thing. It's so, I mean... Olive Garden. (laughs) I I don't see Eddie C as an Olive Garden guy. You know what the thing is? No. You know, Olive Garden's not bad. No, actually, I love it. They have free breadsticks. Amazing. Unlimited breadsticks. It's the best. They got Cracker Barrel down there? Uh, probably. I don't know. I remember a place called Jensen's Ale House. I remember that when I used to go down there. I remember Bonefish Grill. But it's been a long time since I've been down there. A decade or so. Mm-hmm. So it's been, been a long Outback time. Outback Steakhouse? Oh, of course. Right, yeah. yeah, I'm sure they it's all It's all mall restaurants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a lot like Arizona, by the way. Too. Yeah, yeah. A lot of mall restaurants there, too. <laughs> it's a lot of chain, mall restaurants. Chain mall restaurants. Absolutely. Coming to you live from the Bill Ford Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. We opened up with Derek Carr this morning and how Aaron Rodgers' darkness retreat changes everything for the Jets as they wait for him to make a decision. 
And if the Jets right now say, screw it, we can't wait on Aaron Rodgers, we got to give a big deal to, or a big offer to Derek Carr. That's sort of the situation that they're in because it's either make a run at Derek Carr and risk losing out on Aaron Rodgers if he wants to come and join you or miss out on Derek Carr, miss out on Aaron Rodgers, and then go with the scrap heap guys, which is, a to me, a total disaster. Now, walk me through this, because you're a guy, you got contacts here on the phone yesterday in a break, you know, you break it down stuff, hey, you got a second for this, you got a second for that, you're an NFL insider. So, yeah. I need to know, uh -huh. the Jets, what they're allowed to do, let's forget about for a second what they're allowed to do. What actually goes on? Because they need an answer. They need to know if there oh, well, is. They're, they're going to call their. They're going to call Derek Carr's agent, and they're going to say we are interested. I'm not talking about him. I'm talking okay. about because they are interested. In Derek Carr. That's an easy one. Is a free agent. He can come in now. I'm talking about Aaron Rodgers, who was under contract with the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers, who also is just a total out there space cadet, where you don't know where he is and what he's doing half the time. The Jets need to know if there's any interest there at all on that behalf of Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. How do they go about that? All right, so the uh, they cannot contact Aaron Rodgers' agent because he's still under contract with the Green Bay Packers. However, Joe Douglas can call Brian Gutenkus, the general manager of the Packers, and say, look, we are interested if you are interested. If you guys are thinking about trading Aaron Rodgers, we would like to have an opportunity to see whether or not we could trade him. Those two guys can talk. Um, the Packers have not given uh, Aaron Rodgers and his representatives uh, an opportunity to go speak to other teams, much like the the, uh, the Raiders did give to Derek Carr before they had to release him yesterday. So they're waiting for this blackness retreat to go through. And, you know, what happens when he comes out of this blackness retreat? That will determine whether or not the Green Bay Packers are going to have one of three things on their hands. They're going to either have an, a retiring Aaron Rodgers. They're going to have an Aaron Rodgers who wants to come back to them. Or they're going to have an Aaron Rodgers who wants to go to a specific team, which I believe if that is the team. And again, it's speculation on my point. And Aaron, I'm not trying to be an insider here. I would think that it was going to be Vegas, that it's not going to be the Jets. Now, what does that mean for the Jets? I also believe that Derek Carr is a guy that is not looking for a two-year deal or a three-year deal. I think he's looking for a five-year deal and probably will end up settling for a four-year deal. He's 32 years old. Which means to me that that is not the answer for the Jets because the Jets are going to keep Zach Wilson on the roster. So when you go and you go out and give a guy like Derek Carr that kind of money and that kind of term, it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me that you would have both of these guys still on, on the roster. Now... Where do they go from there if it's not Derek Carr? And I do believe that maybe Carolina is going to make a real push for him. The, the second thing, uh, or the third thing I would think, is that now you're looking at the next level of quarterbacks who probably wouldn't take long-term deals or couldn't get long-term deals and maybe a short-term answer for the quarterback situation that a quarterback who is familiar with the system that uh, Nathaniel Hackett's going to run here. And that would be Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't necessarily know that that would be Baker Mayfield. I'm not really sure. Um, you know, is it Andy Dalton? I doubt it. But I think that that's the next level, guys, you're looking at if you cannot acquire Aaron Rodgers. So I think that there is a humongous gap between Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr. Some people think that that gap is a little bit smaller. I think there is a tremendous gap between those two guys. And I understand Derek Carr is much younger in the grand scheme of things, but... 
Aaron Rodgers is that much better. So if the Jets believe that that gap is not as humongous as I believe it to be, then I think they got to screw the future of Zach Wilson and they got to make a big offer well, to Derek Carr. But I would not do that. I, I wouldn't. I would try and convince Aaron Rodgers to come to the Jets the best I could. And if I didn't, I don't, I don't want to give Derek Carr that four or five year deal for big money that he probably doesn't deserve. Yeah, well, doesn't deserve here, especially if you're not really sure about Zach Wilson. But the Aaron Rodgers band-aid here would make the most sense. There's no question about that. The question is, does Aaron Rodgers want to be here? I can't answer that. I mean, you know, uh, he's, you know, I, I don't know. I, 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 would I be surprised if he comes out of his black room, whatever they're calling it, and he says to Green Bay, I would like to be traded. And then Green Bay says, okay, we will trade you. This way it kind of takes Green Bay off the pressure cooker of the fan base who does not want to trade Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. and it's not their fault by per se. Right. Because when they did trade uh, Brett Favre, Green Bay fans were not happy. I know people who were in that room making those decisions. And those people in that room that made those decisions for the Green Bay Packers felt the wrath of the fan base, even though he was being replaced by what ultimately is going to be a Hall of Famer as well in Aaron Rodgers. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So now they're in kind of the same situation where maybe Green Bay does want to move on, but they're not going to say that. They're waiting for Aaron to say it to, to them, and then they'll move him. Oh, he's playing the same game, too, by the way, with the fan base, because one of those McAfee appearances not that long ago, he was saying, you know, maybe the Green Bay Packers, they drafted my replacement. You know, they they I had two back-to-back MVPs, but last year I did not have an MVP, exactly. so maybe they want to move on. He's doing the same thing. Yeah, exactly. So everybody's playing with the fan base and everything else, but I think the Green Bay Packers as a whole are probably sensitive to what happened the last time they went through this. Even though it's not the same guys in the room, they also were connected to the guys that were in the room previously. So they knew what happened. So you feel like maybe there's a chance that Aaron comes out of there and says, hey, I do want to be traded. This way, that front office now is taken off the hook and then they can go and freely trade him to whoever I think he'd like to go to. I think they would, I think they would try to be Give them a solid, hey, pick a team in the AFC, and we'll try to send you there. Yeah, I mean, the, the more and more we talk about it, the more and more I think about it, I feel like the Jets are going to be in that third tier of quarterback going into the season. Yeah, I, I mean, be, be, again, because if you're if you're Derek Carr, you're thinking yourself as a five-year committed guy. I yeah. want five years from you, and I want to be your starting quarterback for five years. There's really two teams... In my eyes right now, that to afford that, and that's the Saints and the Carolina Panthers. The other teams, like Indianapolis, they're going to be drafting a kid. Yeah, already Jim Mercer's talking about Bryce Young. Okay, okay. so yeah, they're going to draft a kid. Um, I, I believe like the Houston Texans are going to draft a kid. So they're not going to want to commit that kind of money to Derek Carr and that kind of term to Derek Carr. Where these other two teams might be outside of that realm of getting those, one of those three top quarterbacks. Unless they trade up into the, you know, the top seven or eight picks. I think Carolina might have eight and it may just be outside of getting one of these three top quarterbacks. So that's why they would probably want to go Derek Carr. Plus it wouldn't cost them any of their draft capital because he is an unrestricted free agent. Yeah, which is tremendous for him because he is the yeah. coveted guy. He's at the quarterback position. He's competing against nobody. This is it. And I do believe that he is a guy that will immerse himself in your organization. Yeah. He, he will be a guy that will move 
to wherever he's going and to get acclimated into the team, into the offense, into the coaching staff, and will really be a great guy that you could coach. He may not be a difference maker, and Raider fans may have been frustrated with him over the years, but I do know this. What my alternatives are, can I trust the guy that I'm giving the money to? I could trust him. Yeah, and this is something I actually saw a clip that Maggie and Perloff posted with uh, Peter King uh, yesterday when they were talking about him. And he said, if I were the Jets, I would have Aaron Rodgers guarantee to me that he was going to be a part of the offseason program before I went with this. Because, again, that's my point. Like, yeah, he can't. Like, he, he hates the offseason program. Right, so Tom Brady, again, I keep reminding people of this. When he went to Tampa, he got Derek Jeter's house. You know, he brought A.B. in. He wanted to go work at local high schools during the pandemic. Remember, they weren't allowed to be doing all that crap. Yeah, illegal pandemic workouts that he's reminding me. Remember that? Right. Well, that's what I just said. Oh, you did? Oh, sorry. He was in my ear. I'm sorry. That's what I'm saying. Okay. They had all the, he immersed himself into Tampa. And it's one of the reasons why three straight years in the playoffs, a Super Bowl victory in their building. I mean, he gave them everything that they could have asked for from him coming in there. And I just want to know whoever that quarterback is that I'm signing is going to be that immersed in my organization as Tom Brady was in Tampa. So is Aaron Rodgers going to be that guy? Is Jimmy Garoppolo going to be that guy? Is Baker Mayfield going to be that guy? I don't know. I, I know Derek Carr will be that guy. Yes, but Derek Carr is also, he's a guy who's built for a place like North Carolina and Frank Reich. And that, that, I mean, Josh they, McCown and the it's whole thing. Just, it's just, per, it's almost too perfect. With that situation, matching it up. What I, what I what I ultimately hoped for, what, four or six weeks ago? Yeah, this, with uh, Derek Carr and Frank Reich and ended up at Carolina. You're also hoping for Aaron Rodgers here, but we don't believe that's a thing. I, I don't think he's going to want to come here, but again, that's our speculation. Let's go to Jim in Wilkes-Barre. What's going on, Jim? Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, what do you think about San Francisco 49ers? Purdy's uninjured. Trey Lance hasn't proved nothing else. Wouldn't the 49ers be a dark horse? It's a lot of money for them. They, the, you know, they have right now with moving on with Garoppolo. They've got two quarterbacks. They are making no money, right? And, and that's they why got guys that got to pay on defense. Exactly. So that's probably why they're not in that mix now. If it were a one-year deal for someone like Tom Brady, that would be one thing. Or Aaron Rodgers. Or Aaron Rodgers. But Aaron Rodgers is making a ton of money on this but, contract. Yeah, but, maybe, but see, the point being is, like, if you're Aaron Rodgers, you want to the Super Bowl. Hey, I'll take twenty-five million. I'll go one year to San Francisco. Yeah, but Green Bay is not sending him to San Francisco. Right, they have to trade him. Yeah, yeah I don't, I don't think and, that. And the other thing, from Derek Carr's standpoint, I'm sorry. Yeah, the other thing from a Derek Carr standpoint, again, don't lose the fact that you have all these quarterbacks that are in the AFC. Right, of course, yes. But the, the Niners in the NFC, all of a sudden, you're thinking like. Whew. But, but I'm just saying, if you go to an NFC team, there's a very good chance you can make the playoffs. Look, the, the Bucks made the playoffs last year with a losing record. That's right in that division, certainly. So that's something that he's going to think. Hey, of. The but Giants made the playoffs with a, you know with a nine and eight record. Yeah, well they we had one nine, nine seven, seven and one. one. Yeah, but I, I I just don't think that the Niners are going to give Derek Carr a five year humongous quarterback no, no, contract. Not even close. No. They they can't. I mean the, the way that they're built. And plus, they've proven like a guy like Brock Purdy can run that offense pretty damn well. I mean, Derek Carr is from there. Yes. So, I mean, that's the one thing. But I just, I don't see them paying for Derek Carr. I just don't see that. I haven't heard a thing about that. Derek Carr and the Niners. Not a thing. So, I think I, I think we're all over it in terms of the teams that are going to want somebody. 
And, you know, it looks like if Green Bay does lose Aaron Rodgers, then, you know, they're turning it over to Jordan Love. That is correct. Finally, he's going to get his opportunity. And he's waited just like Aaron Rodgers waited. Man, it's history repeating itself in a big way. Same thing. Well, it is kind of because, you remember, he had a late first-round draft pick. Yeah. But the difference is, is Green Bay traded up to get Jordan Love. And, by the way, I saw Aaron Rodgers' first start as a Green Bay Packer. Yes, you did. With you. Yes. After all that mm. went down. 2008. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, I know. 2008 Monday Night Football. I believe it was Tavares Jackson against yes. Aaron Rodgers. Number seven for the Minnesota Vikings. That's right. That is right. Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. I see you gave your Duncan Black card to Anthony Gallo to go uh, get some treats for for everybody and for our guests. Oh, and then, of nice. course, An uh, Anthony Gallo has no idea how to use the black card because it comes back with like some half-ass order. I didn't send you over there with the black card to come back with nothing. Yeah, what he what did he come he, back with? I, he came back with a dozen donuts and, and a box of coffee, which is fine, but. I was like, we have we have some very v important VIPs coming in. We do, yeah. Nice. I was not aware of this. Why did he buy coffee when he had full blown <laughs> Dunkin' coffee? Well, I, 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 told, here. I told him. I said because you know, if the people come in, our VIP guests come in, it's right there for them. They don't have to walk to the cafeteria. Well, so just have like, Anthony go get it. For yeah, you. exactly. What a waste of the black car. That's yeah. Well. It's not because I got I got some coffee, so I'm oh, okay. All right, it's all good with me. I'm happy. Although I just thought he like again like you have to I have to educate him. I have to sit him down. Yeah. And say when I give you the black card and you're going over to Dunkin' Donuts, this is what I'm expecting. Yeah, he's got a uh, a comprehension issue. He does. Yeah. As I've noticed, so I've been you're noticing now as well. I've noticed a lot of things about him. You know, he's like all over the place. So. Yeah. I mean, I was hoping that we wouldn't have to put the guardrails on him and he could just, you know, he wouldn't have to tr uh, have to worry about him. He could trust him, but that's not the case. But I, I think because we just take for granted that somebody like him would know what our expectations are. If we don't sit him down and tell him our expectations, then, then it's our fault for not getting True. the best out of him. Right, absolutely. I, I would wholeheartedly agree with that. But I thought that in the beginning when you froze him out for like two weeks because he screwed up. You did freeze him out. That would be well, something he, he, that would... He, well, he needed to learn. He was so nervous. Yeah. He was, as he should have been. I felt bad for him. Yeah, but I mean, still issues after that. Many issues after that. But, it, but the heart is good. <clears throat> Great kid. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. I, I, you know, well, that the means heart something. is great. That's good. That, you know, that so, means something, though. That's great. So you know, he could be a greeter at Walmart. I mean, that's great. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah, he's got to come back. He has that black card. He's got to come back with like six dozen. Though he's got to yes. get Billy Jock alone to go down with them to help him carry he some did. stuff back. Billy did go with him. Oh, did he? Yeah. And he still only came back with the stuff that he could carry. Yeah, I yeah, I didn't see what he came back Man, with, but he did man. go. He did take Billy with him, and he should also be like buying like people coffee in the store. In the store, yeah. yeah. You're like, this is on Boomer Esiason. No, 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 no. This is on me. <laughs> well, yeah. If there's some attractive it, women in there, well, <laughs> I told you I had going. to do that at that one Dunkin' Donuts. I walked in and I ordered a 
cup of coffee. And I handed the black card. And then, of course, the person behind it reads my name on the black card. And she's a big fan of Boomer and Geo. Mm. And she got very, very excited. And I was like, that's what's that? <laughs> they got screwed in the drive-thru. Or you remember the old easy pass gates? Remember those old easy pass gates? Yes. You know, you get stuck behind somebody. Yeah, and who's easy in pass so wouldn't work. Yeah. And you got Right. Eat in the, the easy pass lane. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I felt really bad that day. So I ended up buying everybody's coffee online, their order, whatever the oh, order was. I bought it online. That was very cool of you. Awesome. Yes. With the black card. <laughs> right. Yeah. Duncan's looking at their PL sheets right now. Going, what's going what on? What is that? But you what? have to do that, I think. And, you know, if you, you're creating. You know, buzz in the store well, makes people want to go back to Dunkin'. Jamming everybody up, and everybody, I got a guy at the end down there. I could tell he was, you know, he's in a hurry. I mm -hmm. could just see him just seething. And then when he found out, jamming up the gay gap. Yeah. Then when he found out he was getting a free uh, a free coffee and whatever else he was ordering, he seemed to lighten up a little bit. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Look at that free coffee, free donuts. Let's go. Uh, all right, uh, we have an update that uh, evidently the black card Anthony had to pay like seven bucks. It wasn't unlimited. Nah, it's that's not true. Okay, wait a second. I think he's claiming that per transaction, there's only a certain number. I don't know. Not not, not for me. There's not. Oh, that was your card. Uh, well, then again, he screwed it up. <laughs> Knowing Anthony, he probably just gave them $7 because he felt bad. You know, like that they paid for the dinner of the girl who dumped him. Hey, listen, I know, here's just a tip. It's seven bucks, so just keep it. <laughs> Pulls it out of his pockets with lint and weed residue. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I was at the drive-thru at Dunkin' Donuts three days ago. I was very proud of the people at the window because the guy in front of me, you can hear him. Dozen donuts, about six sandwiches, a whole bunch of drinks, a I'll bunch take of your coffees. Order, move over. And the guy says, sir, you're doing this off the drive-thru? And he goes, yeah. So they went ahead and they asked him to go park because it was, way, it was way too much. This place is phenomenal. And yeah. they moved him aside yeah. because it was a held everybody up. Did you guys see the Ben Affleck Dunkin' Donuts commercial? I didn't. I only saw a headline about it. Yeah, so we really did go in there and it was real people going through the drive-thru. And it was him in Massachusetts where everybody knows Ben Affleck. I guess they know him everywhere. But it was okay. That's cool. Somewhat funny, you know. Some people didn't recognize him at all, and he was being a total jerk. And the guy was like, are you having a tough day or what? <laughs> you know, I, I've done that before. You've gone through the drive-thru? I mean, you've been the person. You know, when I, when I was playing for Cincinnati, we did that at, either at a Burger King or a McDonald's. And people were shocked when they pulled up? Yeah. That's it was fun. like during the off-season. Yeah, I, I would like be. That. I like that. Yeah, People of course. Dak Prescott's at the, uh, at the yeah. window. That'd yeah, be kind of cool. It's, it's an old gag. Gag, I should say. Yeah, for sure. It's been going on since the 80s. Yeah, Letterman used to do that in the Taco Bell. He would uh, work the Taco Bell window. Right. Everybody's been doing this. Yeah, we've done it. It's, it's, it's an old gag. Hey, what's old is new again, right, Al? Absolutely. Like grabbing your crotch and sniffing your fingers. It's been going on since the beginning of time. <laughs> Cavemen. Caveman Jerry. When I grew up, it was the other way. You grabbed somebody else's crotch and smelled your finger. <laughs> Are you all right this hour? Oh my God. You're letting it fly. <laughs> Jeez. What went on in that locker room? Oh, man. Oh, wow. no.
Okay. When you went the other way, I thought you meant hand down the butt crack. I didn't know you meant someone else's. <laughs> but what are you talking about? Oh you know exactly God. what I'm talking no, about. No, I don't, actually. Every single one of you idiots knows what I'm talking about. I don't. Yeah, I do. Maybe <laughs> 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 oh, <geez. laughs> it was just a South Shore thing. Yeah, trust me. I mean, there's... Finger the circle. <laughs> Come on. Come on. If you don't know how many times, like, <laughs> <laughs> that I've had to smell my other friend's fingers because of that. Yes. Hey, smell my fingers. <laughs> was that the high fire stem? Yes. He was big on that. That was his move. Like, to. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Jerry. You have an update? <laughs> yeah, we're brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com and by Edison Heating and Cooling. Aaron Rodgers, he was with Pat McAfee, and we're going to play these because I cut them all up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here he is. If you thought I was going on this uh, darkness retreat like now, wrong. You got uh, bad info. Not doing it for a few more days. Anybody with knowledge to the opposite of that, it's fake news. Yeah, and he says, enough with all the lies. And if anybody else is out there saying stuff... Or if they're just making it up, which is also, those are both likely, um, to stop with the fake news. <laughs> stop with it. <laughs> he says his decision to play, not to play, leave, not leave, may not come this week. We did so last week. I said, it's, you know, after the Super Bowl, I'm going to go on my darkness retreat. And then I'm, I'm probably going to have a better sense about where I'm at in my life. I didn't say I'm going to my darkness retreat just to figure out if I'm going to play next year or retire. Right, so that was fake news as well, and yet things spiraled out of control. So then that narrative got out there. So how many f***ing narratives can come from one like show where they didn't even actually listen to what I said or the intent or the tone? And again, nothing against Rappaport, but he, he doesn't have anybody who knows legitimately what's going on in my life. He may know what Green Bay wants. That's the thing. That's yeah. the one thing that Aaron can't control, what somebody within the Green Bay organization may be saying to Ian Rappaport. Very true. That part of it. So, I mean, so what is this all about then? What, the darkness retreat? Yeah, what is it he all about? He wants to find himself. Yeah, he, just, he's do, he has done several things in the offseason that he believes is good for his mental and physical health. And the ayahuasca was one, the Panchakarma cleanse was another, and now this darkness retreat is the next thing in his journey to find who Aaron Rodgers is. Hmm. So what happens when you're bored and you're rich? These things I, I suppose so. And he's, he's got that toilet in the middle and he's going to let it let himself go so that he comes out all cleansed. I'm telling you. When he's got time, so it's the off-season, got time. Yeah. If you've got time, no children, and you're wealthy, you find yourself making yourself puke in a dark room. For four days, and then trip it on Peruvian plants so your dead relatives can stroke you. <laughs> what happens? What? <laughs> what happens? Thank God you're not rich, Al. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him. End up doing wacky stuff. I guess so. Yeah. I didn't know about the dead relatives. Oh part, yeah, you don't okay. remember that? No. He had. He told. He said his dead when he tripped on ayahuasca. This is something that came out of his mouth, mm. and that did not fail a drug test in the NFL. No, apparently not. It's just a whatever. But he had the it's a he natural felt, trip. He's felt the hundreds of dead relatives' hands on his body. That's what he said. Like he he just felt all of his dead relatives. You know, 
petting him with his with their with their hands on his body when he was tripping. You know, there was something I saw on Instagram, and I think it was you and uh, Al Jerry. Me and Al, what do we yes. do on Instagram? Yeah, why would we be on Instagram? Oh, Al's got something with honey mustard up there now. I don't know what the hell that is. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell me you had one the of your mustard that was your... on the table over there. He did. <laughs> he did. I was kidding. There's a lot of hidden bad ingredients in uh, sauces. You think you're having something good, like a grilled chicken? You throw this on it, just, bad news. Just to be clear, you posted this during the show. Commercial, Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> but what was the Valentine's Day post? Was that a WFAN post? Yeah, or WFAN that a- put out of fake Valentine's Day cards for each of the shows. Oh, I see. Us too? Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't uh, see this. Instagram that one. And what was, uh, what was uh, Jerry's... I remember what it was. What was this? It was, right now somebody is dying. Oh, God. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Yeah. That's awful. By the way, you were talking about like during the show, Al was doing Instagram posts. You missed yesterday. Al was out of the control. Oh, I heard this. I was trying to get through the Lincoln Tunnel listening to this. Yeah, for longer than he's ever been. I know, I heard. Fighting with Spike in his office. I'm going to get the update in the podcast today. Man. They were going at it back there. 20 minutes he was out. So I heard. He missed an entire segment on our show. Yeah. It was a real light white fight fight back there between two People under one thirty. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to hearing about it. But no, I did hear that's very unusual for him mm-hmm. to not be there. Um, just a couple of others. So you, you guys, obviously have seen the news about the objects being shot mm-hmm. out of the sky, and so they asked him about that. You know, talking UFOs and all sorts of things, and he basically says it's interesting how there's so much other stuff going on right now. When you've got these objects being shot out of the sky. I believe that this has been going on for a long time. Interesting uh, timing on everything. There's a lot of other things going on in the world. Um, what? Like what? Well, you're saying things are... You're saying, oh, looky here. Is that what you just said? Ah, 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 bang. That's what you said? Could be some of that, yeah. To wow. distract us away from these UFOs, I guess, is what he's the point he's making. Oh, so he's trying to say there's other stuff going on in the world, so we're not paying attention I to the UFOs? that's what he's what trying are, to say. What, so, like, what team he's going to play for? Is that what he's talking about? No, no, the, I, I think he's got it confused. The narrative out there is that we're talking about and shooting down UFOs in order to distract from, like, the big chemical fire in oh, Ohio. Other, oh, okay. And people keep saying this Jeffrey Epstein list, which I've been hearing about for years, and nothing's ever come out. But supposedly that's coming oh. out. Yeah, but where is that list? I don't know. I'd like to see that list. Wouldn't you like to see that list? Well, yeah, I saw those documentaries. I know who's on the list. He brought that up too. Yes. <laughs> right? Did you hear about the Epstein client list uh, about to be released too? Well, allegedly, yeah, cool. I assume we have to say because I'm getting sued by a guy that used to uh, be a starting quarterback in which you were a backup quarterback. But what's that? What are you talking about? There's some files that are, have some names on it that might be uh, getting released pretty soon. I never went there. I never been there. <laughs> I don't care what that list says. The list is a ridiculous list. I have never been there. I don't even know Jeffrey Epstein. I don't know Ghislaine Maxwell. I don't know them. Okay, so regardless of what the paper says, what Mushnick is saying, I've never been there. I've never been to Epstein Island. I've never been there. <laughs> yay, yay. <laughs> 
<laughs> so it was a very uh, interesting 45-minute conversation yesterday, as it is every it Tuesday is. on the McAfee Show. Yes. Um, Tom Brady did his uh, oh. podcast radio show. He says, good for Rogers with this darkness retreat. It makes all the sense in the world. I think we all need to get off our phone a little bit more. I think we all need to get away from the TV a little bit more. I think we all need a little more nature and a little more silence and a little more peace and Whoever he's going about it, good for him. Everyone's got their unique way to process the season, and we've all got to be on. It's very intense for all of us, and it's nice to, you know, everyone gets to choose what they want to do. So someone on social media, Tom Brady going back to play football to get a divorce so he could just retire and then play golf is the greatest achievement <laughs> of his life. <laughs> Isn't that great? Uh, play golf whenever he wants now. If it's true. And you saw yeah. the thing with Greg Olson. So Greg Olson gets paid $10 million oh, yes, as the number one analyst. When he gets bumped to two, when Brady comes in, his salary goes to $3 million. That's right. You were right. So Brady waiting a year. He earns an additional $7 million he otherwise wouldn't have next so season. So I was wrong. Jerry was right when we talked about this. I didn't think he was going to get a pay cut when they moved him. And he's getting a pay cut. Big one. Yeah. That is a gigantic pay cut. Uh, the Raiders did release Derek Carr as discussed. Jonathan Gannon, the new head coach of the Cardinals. Shane Steichen, the new coach of the Colts, as they both... Both the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, baseball, just a couple here from the Mets. I saw Justin Verlander did speak yesterday. Um, here was Buck Showalter, who also did. This was day one. Day one. He was asked if he knows who's going to be his opening day starter. Pitcher? Uh, you have to, you know, we're going to check that out down here. That's what we're here for. <laughs> See what everybody is. Good job. Verlander said he does not care if he starts opening day or not. Uh, I don't care about anything. I just got $42 million. <laughs> that is very true. Throw a baseball. What's cooler, to be the opening day starter or the home opener starter? The home opener is cooler. Yeah, for sure. In front of your home fans. Because the Mets open on the road. All the bunting is out. All that stuff. Yeah. All the bunting is out? Yeah. Yeah, yeah the flags bunting on the... Uh, oh. Yeah, Got it. On. You know what that is. No, I was thinking bunting. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, they don't do that anymore. No pitchers, but. Um NBA tonight, you got the Knicks in Atlanta to take on the Hawks. Nets and Heat, we will have it for you on the fan at 7.15. College basketball, St. John's are winning double overtime at DePaul, 92-83. to Seton Hall beat Georgetown, 76-68. And Nebraska beat Rutgers, 82-72. to The Devils... And get a win. They don't go to overtime. They uh, they beat the Blue Jackets late. Time still for the Devils. Here's Palat. Now to McLeod. Moves in. Cuts to his right in deep centers. And they score! <laughs> Ryan Graves scores with 1.4 showing on the clock. <laughs> now it was Matt Lachlan. A little Chico rush there at the end. Devils win 3-2. Chico win to... games without uh, Jack Hughes on the ice. That's very true. They win, uh, they win last night by a goal. 35 30, 13, and 5 is their record now. Um, are the Devils Senators? Right now, it'd be the Devils and the Rangers in the first round of the playoffs. Wouldn't that be something? Uh, you know, I think it sucks, actually. But okay, that sucks. I mean, I'd li- you'd love to see them in a conference final. Sure. That would be good. <clears throat> I just don't like the way the NHL does their, their playoff matchups. I think it's ridiculous. Senators beat the Islanders in a shootout 3-2. Rangers in Vancouver coming up later tonight. Time now for Moment of the Day. Brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila brought to you by those who drink it. Ah! <laughs> Last hour. It gets louder and louder each time. <laughs> we were exploring the darkness retreats in the tri-state area. So here, Wappingers Falls. Uh, it's $900 for a three-day dark retreat. Doesn't sound that expensive. 
No, that seems to be the ch on the cheap end. And what do you get for that nine hundred dollars? Like an enema and uh, <laughs> and yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Dutchess County, fifteen hundred. Where's Dutchess County? Where's that? Just north of here. Just uh, fifteen hundred yeah. bucks. Now this isn't tantra sex. There's tantric sex. Yeah. Oh, tantric. Okay. You there's got a, that there, too? Because there's a five-day tantra intensive spontaneity retreat. That's 1200 bucks. And what does that do? <laughs> <laughs> does it explain what it is? Um, does it give you a menu? <laughs> does it give you a menu? With teeth or without teeth? <laughs> Jerry. <laughs> Jerry, 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 Jerry. Oh, my God. <laughs> they have one in Portugal. It's a seven-day silent retreat. Seven days. That's long. It's like the first week of Carton and Roberts for Evan. <laughs> there you go, guys. Moment of the day. Have Man, a good I tell you, Usually I'm the person who says the most dumpable thing. Not today. Not today. <laughs> Jerry teeth or no teeth. Boomer's D in the drive-thru. Go suck it or go lick it. Dingleberry bushes it. That girlfriend of his, uh, Blue. Yeah! I didn't even, I didn't even come close! I did not even come close to saying the most offensive thing today. Oh, my God. Yeah, I think you missed that, Jerry, when I was asking, I was asking Boomer what the lollipop emoji meant in a Kadarius Tony Instagram story. Go suck it or go lick it. <laughs> That's what he narrowed it down to. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it is what it is. Oh, baby. All right, Jerry, thank you. feel like I finally am back. Finally out of it. And going 100% now? Yeah. And there's a reason why. Why is that? But you know, uh, Sydney called me that drip hydration. Yeah. When I was in Arizona. So mm -hmm. Sydney set it all up for me uh, on the, uh, I, I guess on her phone or whatever. I don't know how the hell she did it. Next thing I know, I got a nurse and I'm getting an IV bag and everything else. Right, a sponge bath. In which was an extra. Get a sponge yeah. bath. You got no, a sponge no, no, no. Yeah. So I decided, you know what, I'm getting another drip hydration <laughs> yesterday. You got another one. I got another one yesterday, yes. And you know what? I, I can't even... It's like 400 bucks for like what I did. Yeah. And uh, I have to tell you, I feel like unbelievable. I feel great. What they throw in there this time? Well, it's it's you know it's high uh, it's high volume vitamins and things of that nature. I just I asked for a little bit more of a, a tordol in there because I had like the the aches and pains are still like lingering around. But I, I have to say, this morning I woke up, I slept great last night, and I woke up and I'm like cranking. Oh, yeah, I could tell. Well, yeah, so, so it's I all because good. of the drip hydration. I, I think it, I was I wasn't I totally had forgotten about it and then I we were just talking about it with somebody that was in here and I was thinking to myself it has to be that yeah it makes sense it's a big thing and a big uh, business out in Vegas for people who are hungover yeah I mean they do that here in New York too they have that yeah. too they also have the monoclonal antibodies for COVID that's right which, which is what I got you also got that right after huge the COVID. IV guy you love these I, IVs I, but this drip hydration is amazing. I mean, it's just it's just an amazing company. It's an amazing way they do it, and it's so seamless. It's a little, I guess it's a little expensive, but you know, in the case of coming off of that, 
I don't think worth. I would have been able to work that Friday in Arizona had I not had that. Wow. So, I mean, it's definitely worth it for you. For me, it was. I yeah. would imagine anybody out there working or if it comes down with a stomach virus or anything. I don't know if they do children or not. I'm not sure. I don't think so. It's only an emergency. We actually went through this with Sabrina because she wasn't keeping liquids down. So they were like, really, the last resort is hospital IV. Like, we don't really want to do that. We yeah. want her to keep the liquids down and, and all that stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. And I have to say, a, a very pleasant experience takes about, you know, 35, 40 minutes. And you just feel, I don't know. I, I, I woke up this morning after a great, finally, a great night's sleep. Yeah. And then, you know, felt good this morning. And maybe this is why I have all this energy today. I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like I'm back to myself now. You know, um, we got a gift from CBS Sports Network that Al didn't give us. And he actually said this morning that he wasn't going to give it to us because he was upset that we got this gift. So I hear the first segment of the warm-up show, You Don't, all the time. Right. But I listened to it, and I heard this, and I was like, man, like, and I wanted to wait till the end of the show to bring it up to see if he would give us this gift. But he hasn't done it. He still has not given us a gift. It doesn't sound like he is, too. So I looked around. I snooped around in the break, you know, like, like a bloodhound. And I wanted to see if I could find this gift. And I did find this gift. And I could have taken the gift for myself, but I thought that that was crossing a line because it's really Al is the keeper of our crap that we get sent to us. Yes. Although this is not crap. This is a cool thing. And so, so Harold Bryant finally sent me a gift from CBS, and you're holding and you're hoarding onto it? I am. Because normally I get the stuff that's at the bottom of his uh, his drawer. Like I, 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 I envision Harold Bryant's office over there at CBS. Yeah, and it's got metal drawers in it, and I and I just picture the right lower metal drawer, which is usually the biggest one that for files. Yeah, he's not having files down. You don't need files anymore. No, no files. No, you don't need a filing cabinet anymore. So that file drawer has all the the ugly color stuff that he gets like from yeah. the masters and from something like that. Yeah, probably uses for like a handkerchief. Like so I bet you he wanted to send something nice over for us and and he did and then now you're not giving it to us? Uh no, it wasn't exactly that. Uh I had uh, seen the uh, blue cards, you know, like David Letterman used to read the top 10 list off of blue cards. TV has blue cards. You have blue cards on NFL today. Uh, we do have blue cards. Blue yes. cards. I saw Adam Shine had blue cards. So I was complaining, oh, I would like some blue cards. And they sent over some Al and Jerry blue cards. See it right there. They put one up in the studio. It's very distracting to me because it's in my uh, line of sight into the control room. But you see the warm-up show with Al and Jerry blue card right blue there? Cards. See, oh, is that what that is? Yeah, yeah, so I was so excited. I said, oh, thank you. This is really cool. They go, yeah, we sent some Boomer and Geo ones too. So where are they? Uh, they sent, uh, you guys weren't looking for blue cards. I want a blue card. You want me to go get your blue cards? Get my blue cards right now. Hold on. So Al was like, this was my thing. I love David Letterman. They made these blue cards. Yeah. They thought of me. This was his thing. Right. And then they sent the blue cards for us. Coach Cower and Nate are big blue card guys. <gasps> Give me the blue cards. Phil, Phil's got his notebook. Yeah, I know. I see that all the time. He's got that notebook and he's always right. You know, he writes left-handed. Mm-hmm. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, he throws right-handed. Yeah, they are. Look at oh, that. Look at that. We got blue cards. Look how pissed Al is to give us these blue cards. Well, you don't like those? No, he just, he does it. He wanted it to be his thing. He didn't want to share this. You know what that us. is? That's somebody paying attention. Well, this person, and now you got to give this person credit, whoever came up with this, is the fact that if you got blue cards and we didn't, he would be mad about it. Boomer would be like, where are our freaking blue cards? That could be. And they just didn't want to deal with that. Well, it was when I was on set down there at uh, CBS for the Super Bowl, uh, Maraid and uh, Stephen Waldron couple others, they were like, listen, we're going to get some, out some blue cards. Then I see, I thought I got a whole lot of blue cards. Half of them were Boomer and Geo cards. 
Well, you know, we'll keep them right here just in case, right? Let me have one. What are you going to do with them? Well, you know, we like to take notes every now and again. Oh, yeah, sure. All the time. Well, as Al says, this is what you got to do with the blue cards. Very distracting for the listener. You got to bang it on the table. Yeah, a little table. It'll be really cool the next time you have a guest on. That what Johnny Carson used to do. He used to throw that the was Letterman. He, he, well, he did the whole thing with the envelope and the uh, Karnak. Karnak, yes, yeah. So yeah, I have a guest on. Pretend that I'm reading from this. I'll tell you, some of the best Instagram feeds I get are when Don Rickles was on with Johnny Carson. Hilarious. You get that's your algorithm. What you get is you get the young girl singing Fleetwood Mac. Yes. You get the comedians. Yes. Bill Burr comes up on Boomers a lot. Bill Burr, get a Burr. lot of Dave Bill Chappelle Burr. too. I get a lot of Dave Chappelle. Yeah, that's your algorithm. I also get Jack Russells and Jack Russells. Yes. Yeah, my algorithm is apparently Damar Hamlin conspiracy theories. <laughs> How I got on that one, I have no idea. That's all I got. Yesterday. That's all I got yesterday. Uh, now, do you have TikTok? No, I do not. Yeah, that's scary. To it me. comes from China. Apparently, yes. But it's not stopping anybody from doing it. Yeah, I don't want anything to do with that. I really don't want anything to do with the iPhone anymore, but it is what it is. The thing that TikTok does, it just drives me nuts, is they do, people post these things where they'll like have a question up there that's somewhat intriguing. And then at the very end of the video, they'll give you the answer on the screen. But like, you got to stop the video at that moment. So you sit there. And they do this to get views because it piles up views. It's a trick to get views because people want to see the answer. And that's how they surveil you when you're holding it on still. <laughs> you're like trying to hit it. through your phone. Trying to hit it to get, ah, I got to watch it again to hit it. Ah! And then it's frustrating as hell. But that TikTok is just a, it just, it, it's dangerous. They're trying to get you to stay, though, for everything. Like, even on YouTube, I'll, I follow a bunch of different people on YouTube, and they'll be like, stay tuned at the very end. I have the real tip for you. It's like, just give it to me I now. know. I know. Just so stupid. I mean, really, what's the difference? You're getting a view no matter what, right, on that YouTube thing? So it's like, why do you got to wait till the end? Does it really matter? Do they have, like, uh, you know, TSL, time spent listening, a YouTube thing? Probably not, right? A view is a view is a view. All right, so let's get to our... I tell you, I have a program director. The sound, his real voice, sounded like a Johnny Carson bag, Johnny Carson impersonation. Really, I couldn't take him seriously. Thank <laughs> God. So this is what we're going to do, Gene. We're going to get everybody together after the show, and uh, we're going to talk about some ratings and uh, talk about a couple things. And that that's we can... exactly how he spoke. Oh, yes. Yep, exactly. Oh, I couldn't take him seriously. Oh yeah, this is unbelievable. Mm, I did not know that. Yeah. Okay. So uh, you have a few minutes after the show today to stop by the office. And he would always throw his pen to his other thing he would do is throw his pen. It's like, listen, I don't give a crap. He'd throw his pen up like that. It was like, are you really? It sounds like you're doing a late night show impersonation. Is that who you are? That would be weird if that program di- director had a meeting with DA. Very similar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, there. How's it going? Well, you know what? I don't really like the mothership thing. Well, I love the mothership thing. Beam me up is a weird situation. Oh, it's not weird to me. <laughs> I think you're fat shaming Marish. Oh, it's fun though. It is fun. <laughs> I'm not saying that. <laughs> All right. Boomer and Geo. Wrapping it up on a Wednesday.